Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Michael Dean Show here on podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean and joining me today is Mr. Q Storm. Sir, how are you? I just want to say that the top law enforcement agent in the country, the United States of America, is currently breaking the law. That is all. All right. All right. Fuck um, you talking about? I don't know either, but maybe we'll get on that later. Maybe we'll, we'll touch back on that. I also want to ask you about your Whole Foods incident, but we'll come back to that in a second. <laughs> also joining us, Mr. Hey, he's the shit. <laughs> what? It's in a public chat. It's, it's, it's a public, it's a public chat. You put it on blast. It's all good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> Go and and for ladies and gentlemen who don't know what I'm talking about, please. And we've been getting new people. <laughs> new people have been signing up. Please join our Discord chat. It is for the listeners, for the public. Uh, the link is in the show notes. Come on through. You think the conversations on the podcast get spicy and petty? Wait till you see the chat room, <laughs> man. Because they got something for you Monday through Friday, boy. It gets it, they get it in. I, you know, I jump in there. Everybody jump in there, but. Yeah, man, it's a lively place. But anyway, I digress. Spicy and petty. Man, I'm trying to use new words. <clears throat> also joining us, Mr. Big Sexy, sir. How are you? Dude, I'm well. The Batmobile is back up and running. Life is good. All right, all right. Uh, real quick, you you said, I don't, and now let me, now I'm breaking the sanctitude of another chat. <laughs> if I said that the word what? right. I, I don't know. That's what I said. If I, if I said that word right, sanctitude. What's the word I'm looking for? I, I, help me out, man. <laughs> My man, a living color, boy. <laughs> What's the word? The vicissitude the of <laughs> sanctity. 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 I'm sorry. Sanctitude. There you go. Public education at its finest. Uh, I'm bringing the sanctity of another chat. But didn't you have like a a, a cool little uh, big suck, sexy moment uh, at the comic shop? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Um. One of the places where I get my comic books, I was speaking to uh, the owner, and he said, yeah. Somebody came in the other day, saw my prints, what, what do you call them, little uh, Funko Pops, and he asked me if I was a big fan. I said, well, not really, but I like some of his stuff, but, you know, a buddy of mine, huge fan, he does a podcast. Is it Big Sexy? Yeah! Oh, dude, tell him he's got a fan, man. Okay. <laughs> Well, and I don't know if you told that story right, but just so we clear, this was at a comic book shop. At a comic book shop. And a customer came in and saw the Funko Prince dolls, I saw guess. Saw the Funko Prince pop that the, dolls, yes. That the shop had, and that's how the conversation was started. That's how it all started, yes. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> that's cool, man. Right on, right on. All right, I like that. Also joining us is Mr. Aunt Pooh's Daddy of the Year. How are you? <laughs> you damn right. One in college on the... Two more on their way. Salute. Now what? Salute. Salute. Hey, I'm doing good. Um, I guess I got to shout out uh, Crenshaw and the South L.A. area. It's official. They've changed uh, Rodeo Drive. I mean, Rodeo Boulevard to Obama Boulevard. So now we actually huh? can meet up at MLK and Obama intersection. Wait a minute. You said Rodeo Drive's name has changed? Uh, Rodeo Boulevard. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not Rodeo. They let me get that. I was about to say. <laughs> so, so I can be telling niggas, hey, meet me on Obama and MLK real quick. Wow. All right. Salute to Obama. You know. Okay. Um, all right, man. Let's uh, 
get into things. I, let's go back to actually. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I had a quick thought. I was thinking about uh, the Avengers. Again. Quick thought. Hilarious. Uh, I had a quick uh, idea came into my mind. I was thinking, what would be the next Marvel movie that I would really want to see? And I thought, you know what I would love? I know they won't do it, but, you know, and spoilers, there's no more spoilers. If you haven't seen Endgame, you just ain't one of the people that go to see movies because you just it, the movie's been out. But you know how uh, Cap gave Falcon the shield and said, yo, you, you got the juice, you know, you next. I would love to see the, another Captain America movie with Falcon, but directed by Ryan Coogler. That would be a cold movie, man. Because, you know, if you had Ryan do it, you know, it would definitely be dealing with the black person being Cap and, like, how does sort of reconcile some of America's funny, funny styleness out here <laughs> and not just the superhero stuff, but, like, oh, so you Captain America now? Okay. You know, you, you, you going to come out here and fight for the streets too or, and for our people? It would just be a very interesting movie. I, if they want to do something different, man, I'd be day I'll be day one anyway. But psh, Ryan Coogler, Captain America, Falcon, I'd be all into that, man. Just just something that came to my head. Thought that would be cool. What, what do you guys think about that? I think I'd rather. I think it's too easy. I'd rather see another person get a job, get a shot at it. I mean, do you have the same energy it. for the Ruzos? Said so what? Would you, <laughs> do you have the same energy for the Russos? I don't understand the question. Okay, I'll break it down. You said it would be too easy and you would wish somebody else get another job. Wouldn't that have been, wouldn't you have said the same thing when, after the Russos did Winter Soldier and Civil War and Infinity Games and Endgame? That why are they, it's easy. Wouldn't somebody else be to get the job? Tell me how it's different. Oh, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about another black person getting the job. That that's why it's different. Okay, yeah, it's different. It's very it different. makes makes sense, I guess. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> well, I mean, I assume you you were hope you were supporting a brother Ryan Coogler getting the job. I'm like I'm supporting a brother getting the job too. But let somebody else get a taste. That's all I'm saying. So that so it's not the same energy. I I get it. Uh, Ampu, what do you think? I think that'd be a pretty dope thing to do. I, I'm all for that. That's all. I feel like he would, because we saw a Black Panther. He's able to keep it within the MCU MCU confines, but at the same time make it relatable to the Black audience. So I'm kind of feeling that. Now I'm quite sure a lot of non-liberal uh, whites <laughs> would be. Would be you can throw the liberal ones in there too. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> well, they'd uh, they'd have a problem with it, but you know sometimes. Not every film is for you. Hey, they, I, I just say, you know, I, I let them have the same problem that they, they may have with Brie Larson and her, her stuff. Oh, well. But anyway, okay. Uh, last one. Almost on. the box office is on point, right? Uh, exactly. Um, Big Sexy, what do you think? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I see this picture posted in the chat in the barbershop. <laughs> um... The only concern I have is, like always, is if the story's good, let's go with it. You know, because when they gave him the shield in the books, that follow-up story was just not good. So if they can do better than that, I'm all for it. All right. I and I hope, 
and I hope they would change the outfit because I really didn't like what they did in the comics with that no. uniform he had. No. Okay. <clears throat> Go ahead, Q. Um, I mean, why wouldn't you want to see another black man get a shot at directing <laughs> this film? Because you know Ryan Coogler is going to be doing Black Panther 2, right? Right. So why not let another brother get a shot? The I same way they didn't give another brother a shot with uh, Civil War and Infinity War and Endgame. They gave it back to the Russos. Right, but I'm I'm all about more black people working. I, I mean, the Russos are good. You know, let them do what they do. I would love to see... Um, I still say F. Gary Gray is one of our... Well, he's not so much underrated now ever since Straight Outta Compton. But I still say he deserves much more aplomb that he got. And that's just based on the negotiator. To me, that was like... Oh, he did a a Fast and the Furious, didn't he? He did a big, yeah, giant movie. Yeah. That was a billion yeah. dollars. So I'd like to see him. So I wouldn't you want another him. brother to get somewhere? I mean, these, you're talking about established other guys again. I guess I sort of... I don't understand your argument. Well, someone I know is going to be... Someone that has some chops. Okay. I don't have to understand it. I hear you. <laughs> okay. I you. Yeah, let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway... Um, <clears throat> Let's see here. Oh, I wanted to, to go back to the thing in the chat. And I was I'm curious what happened with that. Now, Q, you have posted up uh, a thing about Whole Foods. I think right. you, you were going to advertise there on the, was it the bulletin board? <clears throat> Correct. It, can, you tell, can you tell us what that was, the people that don't that know in the chat? Well, I have a firearms instruction company trying to get it it's not where i want it to be right now i mean it's slow but it's not where i want it to be <clears throat> so i just decided to do start doing the grassroots thing again and i decided since my company it's called lwagly which stands for liberal with a gun my mission statement was to not only train people on how to be safe with firearms and my my initial intent was to train black people how to be uh, safe with firearms, but you know, I got I got to cater to everybody, right? I just decided, well, since my since I'm liberal with a gun, let me go to the liberal headquarters. Let me go to Whole Foods. Now I know Whole Foods is probably going to be standoffish because they have signs at the door that says no firearms allowed, right? But I go in, I go to customer service. I'm like, you know, like uh, listen. Uh, I see you have a bulletin board back there. I'm just curious, how do you? What's the protocol for putting up ads? Make a long story short, I told them that uh, I have a firearms instruction company. I'd like to put up an ad. Would that be a problem? I know it's a sensitive topic. And the woman, she was like, "No, uh, you should be. You know, we can review it. We'll at least review it." This, the only thing they really have a problem with is if it has a um, political bent to it. I'm like, "Well, the company is called Liberal with a Gun." <laughs> And I think we're done talking. And she said, well, <laughs> she said, well, it depends. It still depends, you know. And I was like, oh, well, okay, I've got the flyers in the car. Let me go grab them. I'll bring it in. You can take a look. Sure. I bring it in. I show it to her. And on the top, it says my logo, liberal with a gun. And then it says LWAG on the side of that. And then it has a tagline because the left also have a right. You know, <laughs> Did you come up with that? Yeah, that's kind of clever. <laughs> I, I thought it was good, right? And then she looks at it, and then I think she realized, oh, he's black. <laughs> All of a sudden, oh, oh wait a minute, <laughs> oh, 
wait a minute. Oh, all of a sudden she, now. Because all of a what? sudden, her, her demeanor and her tone changed. She was like, this is exactly how she said it. They'll never put that up. <laughs> Why? And then she just gestured at it. She just gestured at it. Now, I think and you're leaving something out of the out of this. And and maybe in the, you'll post a picture in the chat again. There were a couple of pictures on here, right? Oh, yeah. There was a picture of oh, me. Yeah. There's a picture of a target with some mighty fine shooting on my dad. Oh, okay, let's <laughs> let's go back. You just said there's a picture of me. It's not you standing there smiling, or, or no, it's a picture you, of me holding a gun. Okay, there you go. <laughs> so it's a black and man a holding a gun, pointing it. And like, there's not pointing it. I'm not pointing it at the lens. Right, but you're and obviously shooting. Of, there's a picture of a bunch of white women being trained <laughs> right. holding guns, shooting what's, guns. What's the centerpiece to, picture? Which picture is uh, the centerpiece? Mine. Oh. What do you mean? I'm in the center. <laughs> right. That's what I'm My saying. The, the picture in the middle, <laughs> the, the center point of that is, is a black man holding a gun. Not just, you know, not just a picture of me, just to be clear. So you're saying that that's what the issue was? Well, uh, I don't know if that's the issue, but I would imagine that plays a lot to it. If she, when you walk in there and she's like, oh, yeah, we're reviewing. And then you said her whole demeanor changed when you come with the flyer. I would imagine the sight of a black person with a gun and she's uh, basically what did you say she said I'm she said don't ever put that up the translation nigga please like that's what she was, <laughs> she was like nigga please so wait, are you <laughs> they saying, ain't putting that we ain't putting that shit up there. are you suggesting that if I'd only put white people on the fly it would have been okay I think you would have had a better play I think you would have had well, a lot that. better they would have they would have and first of all here's what here's how I play it would have did it let me tell you how Oh, first of, first of all, I wouldn't even went in there. I would have had one of my white homies. Wow. Uh, you know, hey, 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 Becky. Yeah, listen, I'm trying to get business <laughs> off the ground. Did you say can, Becky? Can you, you go in there? <laughs> can you um, be the representation, um, you know, my PR person and go in there and, and uh, explain so we can get that in there? Of course, yeah. I would have had her go in there, whoop-de-whoop-whoop, talk with them, had the picture <laughs> With their, you know, with the imagery that they are used to seeing, it's non-threatening. Don't trigger some sort of thing in the background. And I bet you that flyer would have been up on you. Man, I had on my, I had on. My, they don't care what my, you had on. You could be sagging or I had not. On my redneck yeah, vest, there my you go. Cap, my redneck cap. Here's the nigga wake up call. Go ahead. <laughs> I gotta ask, what's a redneck vest and cap? It's just he think it's a pass, but they don't they don't play those games. It's a joke. (laughs) See, they ain't joking though. (laughs) They ain't gonna play. They ain't gonna post that. I'm telling you, dog. Like they don't care. They don't care about all. You suited and booted. Yeah, that'll get you in the door to talk. But when that picture of the brother with the gun, nah, they ain't gonna post that. (laughs) She already. She's trying to. She's trying to let you know. You saw how big that photo was, right? It was like. Microscopic compared to everything else in the. Thing. Was it the same so, size as the other pictures? It was smaller. Okay. Was so it Mike, in the oh, Go ahead. Go ahead. So Mike, what you're saying is light nigga, dark nigga, false nigga, real nigga, <laughs> still, still nigga, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> with oh, a gun. Crazy on you. Okay. With with a gun, and you you talking about Whole Foods? Dang. A liberal, a liberal stronghold. Well, again, that and, and what does that mean? That means they ain't gonna post that. That don't mean the liberal, you black with a gun, liberal, all right, whatever. No, 
<laughs> I disagree. Well, you, uh, go ahead. She told him from day one. She said, look, as long as it's not overly political, you know, we'll see. And then she it reads political. it liberal with a gun. Yeah. Left, you know, I left told and her right and all that. I told her. It was done, man. I told her the name of the company is liberal. When she said, well, as long as it's not overtly political, I said, well, the name of the company is liberal with a gun. Right there, you were done. But she said, oh, well, that's uh, okay. Well, it's. We can still consider it. That's what she said. That's why I went to get the flyer. She probably didn't was actually going to come back. The left has a right or something like that. Yes. Yeah, and you like, packing? And you packing? You got to go. You talking, talking about a gun, right? Here you Don't go. Don't fly yourself. Yes. Yeah, please. You, you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> Are you insinuating that she thought you were packing something up? Why do Negroes think that everything's so literal nowadays? You're the one brought it up. It's like trying to be funny. <laughs> hey, yo, Q, stick to the gun trail, mate. Stick to the. I, I remember that story that came out. They said white folks, they use, they use easier words when they're talking to black folks. I see why now. Damn. Well, okay. that one told you no, so okay, maybe you didn't color. see why. On code, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, but, but that's very interesting. So, was there, are you going to like try and re edit the picture or you just kind of move on or what i haven't i haven't decided I, I, maybe this is why for me business uh except for my media video business maybe that's why these little things i get to like fuck you then you don't <laughs> like what i'm doing fuck you <laughs> okay you don't like calm living well fuck you, well, fuck you. <laughs> Body I, gotta, hauled off. <laughs> I gotta do things my way and if it doesn't work well i gotta move on to something else Okay. Okay. Well, L. Well, for those who are listening, if you do want to get some training, what's the web? Is there a website or where do they go? L. Wag W. Damn. L. W. A. G. Arms. L. Wag Arms. Dot com. There's some training. And what's interesting like is I did get a guy calling. He's a 27 year. I think he's a brother. 27 oh, wow. year veteran of the police force. <laughs> Philly police force. And he wants to get some basic training in rifle. Now, that's both scary and encouraging. I think he's a brother. <laughs> that was funny and funny. But All right. It's hard to tell him you're just talking on the phone. You think it might be a brother? Wow. But you're not really sure. It might be wow. one of them guys that think they down. <laughs> like y'all haven't run into those before. Oh, does it, cute, does it matter funny. when it comes to taking their money? No. But it, ma- it, it, it depends. It does temper how I'm going to approach them. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, man. I was trying to give you a little plug for your business. That's an interesting story. Um, all righty. All righty, then. Oh, uh, real quick. Um, did anybody see, I think, I think uh, Big Sexy brought this up. I just watched, like, the first episode of the Wu-Tang series on Showtime. Anybody else watch this? I you know, I tried to watch it last night, and again, I'm not really familiar with, with Wu-Tang outside of RZA and mm-hmm. Method Man, and that's primarily from their acting, you know, things, mm. but one one of the gentlemen, oh, I forget the guy's name, it seemed like every fifth word from this guy was, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It was driving me up the fucking wall. Hilarious. I had to step back. I'll try it again, though, because I'm interested. 
Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I didn't realize I was it was going really long, and I was like, man, how that gonna fit this in a movie? But apparently, it's a it's a series. It's a series. Yeah, it's a series. Um, uh, so the is first, it a documentary series or yes. no, uh, no, it's a documentary. Uh, I guess it's a documentary. Uh, I mean, then, it follows no their career and stuff. Yeah. No actors playing the Wu Tang Clan. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay, All right. it almost feels like a reality type of show, but it's not drama or anything like that. But I thought it was really good. The first episode just talks about their origins. Origin, like it's a superhero thing, but they sort of play it. They sort of play it like they're superheroes, and obviously these kung fu references and comic books and stuff. But you kind of learn a little bit about each member early on. And I will admit, I was not really up on Wu Tang. I know who they are um, and all of that, but I was just never into them, their music and stuff. But I, but I know all of the members and stuff. I find it very interesting. But I thought it was pretty good uh, first episode. It goes all the way to they're just about to get signed uh, to the record deal. Uh, but it, the, the thing that stood out to me that was cool, I thought, was uh, there was a part where Method Man and, God, I can't think of who was with him. You God, I think it was. They go to uh, the Statue of Liberty. And apparently they both used to work there. And that was Method Man's first job, uh, worked at the Statue of Liberty, you know, cleaning up after people. And, this. and so it was cool to see him go back and, you know, his, the boss was still there. And it was just very interesting. I didn't know they had jobs and stuff, you know, just like he's like, man, this is where I started. And this was a highlight of my life, you know, at the time of my first job, you know, and he, you know, he, you could tell it was still in him a little bit. I, 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 I liked it, but I felt a little sort of way like he grabbed the broom and the dustpan. Oh, he, oh. he started sweeping up. Like, Excuse me, sir. No. And I was like, okay, math. Now, I, I understand. But but I understand what he his spirit about it was, you know. And, you know, he was talking to the boss. And, yeah, yes, sir. I see you again, sir. Wow. Uh, you know, man, you're doing okay for yourself, huh? Like, yeah, I'm doing okay. You know, I'm doing doing a little better you know but it was cool though i just thought it was interesting because to me i always saw him as a you know he's a movie star he's done a lot of movies and tv and of course music and the fact that he still has a little bit of he understood like working a job and humbling himself to, to come exactly. back to that i thought that was really cool to see that you uh, didn't you never, didn't forget man yeah so uh, so it was, it's a very interesting uh show and they go into how the uh, 5% nation had affected them and some of the teachings of that. and All that stuff was very fascinating to me. So it's pretty good. I'm definitely going to watch the next episode. It's almost like three or four episodes are already up there. No, I, I, They're all up there, yeah. yeah. I know I'm going to get clown, but this is the group that old Dirty Bassett was a member of? Yes. Yes. Yep, yep. He was wild, man. They had some old footage. <laughs> and I was like, man, he was wild from day one, but that's just who he was, man. Man, I, I wish he could have got his, his stuff together because he should have been huge. The dude yeah. had the personality, the character down, the rhymes. Sad. I just, I mean, I, I know I'm going to get clowned again, but I'm like Mike. I mean, I know Wu-Tang. I know people that work for them, edited their videos and stuff. Wasn't really up on them. I know him from the Chappelle show. But uh, when I think of Old Dirty Bastard, I think of the rounds he 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 spit on uh, Mariah Carey's song. I can't remember the song, but I was like, "Damn, this okay? Maybe I need to go buy some Wu Tang albums." I can't remember the name. What's the name of that song he did with Mariah? 
I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of the song. Me and Mariah go together like right, babies right. and pacifiers. I can't remember the name. Only of the one song. I know of him is uh, Hey, hey, baby, I got your money. Don't you worry. That ghetto superstar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Brooklyn Zoo. Come on now, Brooklyn Zoo. I'm, I'm it not starts and the... ends there. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is Cream. That's the one I do know. But, but I understand. I know. I know the power of Wu Tang. Like I know them cats. Uh, I remember when they all got their own separate solo deals. It was a big deal. I remember the Bobby Digital album. RZA came out. But uh, yeah, salute, salute to them, man. Seeing where they come from, boy, such humble beginnings. Uh, it's remarkable that they, they you know, came out of that and doing what they do. And they, you know, they showed them now. And it's interesting, like a lot of our groups, you know, their concert was, they, had, they were doing some shows. But it, it was it was all white white people. I was like, man. But that's that's what happens with a lot of our old school groups. We don't really be out there holding them down <laughs> like we should be. But they yeah. still do, they still doing their thing. So, you know, I got a lot of respect for Wu Tang, especially Method Man. But it's gonna always be fuck cheese for setting up Prop Joe. There it is. Hilarious. There, thank you. <laughs> there it is. Hilarious. Mm, I, I still look at Method Man sideways like you. you <laughs> sorry. So- <laughs> that's funny um all right um also oh let me say uh if you have amazon prime there is a great documentary on there called uh the rise of superheroes i believe it's called it's a documentary about uh comic book movies and uh it was really good i mean it goes all the way from like the early serial programs from i don't know if it was the 40s all the way up to like infinity war and you know, sort of touches on every movie, TV show through that whole period, and shows like how it evolved. And you know, it was really good, man. I think you guys would enjoy it. It's got a lot of uh, comic book uh, authors and people on there for commentary, but it was really cool, man. It, was, it made me. This is so funny when you go back and look at these movies and how far they have come. You know, all the way from the Adam West Batman. Superman the movie and like the crow and blade and uh daredevil electra i mean it was, a, it was like they were showing like man marvel was really like dropping the ball heavy you know oh, yeah. <laughs> so we forget about this oh, now yeah. but they had back to back shot you know some bullshit but the they punisher yeah you know punisher but they but they Wait, you know, i but like the punisher i like that the first one punisher oh at the time, I like, I kind of enjoyed it, but it was kind of trash. Come on. When I think of trash Marvel, I think of that Captain America TV. Now, I loved it as a kid, but I remember watching it as a grown-up, that Captain America... It was terrible. Hit, where he had on a helmet instead of a mask. Well, that was, that yeah, that was a TV. Shield. That was a movie. That, they showed that. They, was like, they had the, the original Captain America movie and the original Fantastic Four movies, like, the movies were so bad for Marvel, they ain't even put them bitches out. No, there was one on TV, though. There was one on oh, TV. Okay. Uh, you know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It but, was horrible. God, he was horrible. Yeah, they, they had some... They had some, uh, some, some, some... It was a superhero, so I was sitting down there watching it. Yeah. Yeah, but... It, and it was... And that was cool. Like I said, you would probably enjoy this documentary because it really shows you the progression and sort of the impact that these movies had. You know... I, a lot. I forgot a lot about the Batman movies, the early ones, and it you know they really showed how that first Batman movie and the impact of it, 
and it was such a big deal and the, with the hype and Hollywood realized yo we could really do some shit here and then the, the, and then it's how the movies progressively kind of got worse and they would try to retool um, but it was really good man it, was, yeah. it's the, yeah. it, it boggles my mind there's been so many superhero movies uh, shit is it's nothing new you know it's just it's just now that the success can be so great you know as on the other side of it it can also be so bad but uh it's a, we're at a good space with it right now the low point has to be david hasselhoff as nick fury Hilarious. i don't think i ever saw that it was it's not it's not any good i take it david hasselhoff <laughs> that's all you guys say. as nick fury <laughs> Well, wait a minute. I think I, I think I could do. I haven't seen that, but I can't imagine it's worse than. Wait for it. The trial of the Incredible Hulk. Where David had, Hasselhoff. Wait, 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 wait. Where they had Thor, this skinny ass dude, in a fur coat playing Thor. <laughs> None of y'all remember that. I remember. I vaguely remember, but the Hulk was way better than that David Hasselhoff shit. I gotta see this then. Wow, okay. it's that bad. It was like a TV thing too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they was fishing on that one. It was awful, awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, was this pre or post Night Rider fame? This was post Night Rider. Night Rider. Yeah, yeah. It was way which after was, that. It was also awful. This was Knight like kind of coming off of the heels of Baywatch, wasn't it? Was, yeah. 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 Shit, at the time, Knight Rider was my shit. Oh, hate, hell yeah, it was. I hated Knight Rider. Oh, man. He was a, wait a minute. This is a guy who collects uh, pop culture cars, and you're trying to tell me Knight Rider was shit? What's wrong with you? Well, let me be clear. Yes. <laughs> oh, I, have to, I have to co sign uh, Mark because when I go back, there's only seven episodes I had watched from the series now. The rest are like, yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not talking about the remake, the Knight Rider 2000. That was bullshit. I'm talking about the original Michael Knight. Well, I, yeah. I would say this: as a kid, I loved it. I don't know how it would play to me now. It might be trash, but as a child, I was man, please, nothing. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But you know, this the the Goliath episodes, the car episodes. When he got the what is it, Super Pursuit mode? See, I don't, I don't remember any of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I just remember on, on the pilot episode, there was a scene where he's driving through the can- canyons of L.A. or something. I don't know where. It was in California somewhere. And he falls asleep. Hmm. I just thought that was so fucking dope as a kid. I, was, I want one of those cars where I can sleep <laughs> while the car's driving for me. Well, they're I, coming. You couldn't tell me nothing. You couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> they, they're on their way. Yeah. You have your little... I just wanted the, the car that had the little light thing in the... In the hood, you know, whatever. Like you know, one of my old bosses actually had that put on his black Trans Am <laughs> in 1983, and he was so happy. And he let me drive it, you know, on a on an errand. I'm driving it. I'm like, dude. Did, did you Did you no. ask for Kit? Kit, where are you? Kit. I just left it off. See, I'm like, no. Well, they can actually do that now because you know they have the Alexa and and Hey Google. They, Kit, hey Kit. Wow, well, that's so I funny. Was, As I just said that, my phone's asking me, "What do you want?" Jesus. What, nigga? <laughs> that's interesting. Well, I wonder if you were to say, "Hey," maybe I shouldn't say that because people who have this at their house. 
<laughs> if you actually ask that over the airwaves, will it activate devices? Yes, it will. It that's will interesting. Definitely. Wow, that's crazy. It's happened at our house. But I was going to say, uh, I don't know, maybe three years ago, I went to Wizard World here in Philly. And there's a guy, I think he lives in Utah or Montana or one of them states. He has a Knight Rider car, and it looks exactly like the what what you saw on TV. It talks. I was like, wow. He said he spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on it, and he tours the country with all these comic book conventions. I can't remember his name to save my life. I got the video somewhere, but he went all in. Wow. Geeking out. Because it's not like you say nigga, 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 but that's there okay. There you go. <laughs> wow. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Your radar. <laughs> Vigilant, motherfucker. Vigilant. <laughs> I see. All right. Um, ah, there was something I was going to ask. I just forgot it. Um, what? All right. Uh, well, let's go into this uh, the Steph Curry thing. Hold it, Mike, if I may. Oh, sure. Go ahead. Uh, since we want to get into Steph Curry, let us uh, do something unusual here on, on the Michael Dean Show and go to the sports desk. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Last, let me sit down. Last night, game six, Golden State Warriors versus the Houston Rockets. Now, the Golden State Warriors were minus the league's arguably best player outside of LeBron, Kevin Durant, and all the pundits yesterday before the game. Warriors have no shot. They're going to lose game six and lose game seven. That's all I heard all day yesterday. Apparently, the Warriors did not get the memo because Clay Thompson and my man Steph Curry came out ice-cold veins throwing daggers all over the court. It was beautiful. Hmm. Beautiful thing to watch. Go ahead. So I... I would I be correct in assuming the Golden State Warriors kind of rep more for Northern California? Rep more? What the hell does that even mean? They're kind of more like Northern California's team. Like, there's some some states have two different teams, but they like, like Pennsylvania has the Steelers and the Eagles, right? The Eagles. Oh, are more, okay. No, no. It's, it's a very bright line here in California. You know, the Northern California teams are here. I'm sure I will say the same thing about Southern California teams are there. There's not a lot of cross-pollination. Well, I'm to, in Pennsylvania, Eagles fans will fight to the death over against some Steelers fans because Eagles are like East East Penn and the Steelers are like West Pennsylvania. So I'm wondering... No, it's, it's, it's not like that with the Warriors. It's like that with like the, the Giants and the Dodgers, for damn sure. But it's not right. like that with the Warriors and the Lakers, I don't believe, no. I'm just curious because you... you, you you caping hard for the uh, for the Warriors. I'm caping hard because no one gave them a shot. No one. They're like, oh, Durant's out? Fuck it. They're going to game seven, and they're going to lose. And no one told the Warriors this. Now, this harkens back to two things. 1972, yes, way, way back, the Oakland A's went to the World Series for the first time. Reggie Jackson, their big guy, went down in the playoffs. They went to the World Series against the Cincinnati Reds. Full strength, big red machine. A's got no shot. Oh, they won. 1986, Bo Jackson drafted, you know, says I'm not playing football. 
or not playing football at all. He's playing with the Kansas City Royals. Raiders come along in 1987. We're going to take Bo. Oh, Bo can't do both. Well, yeah, he can. I've learned from those two things. You never question it, man. You got to go out there and do what you got to do. No one's going to roll over. People expected the Warriors to just roll over last night, and they didn't get that uh, email. Which brings us to the, you know, our star of the show last night, Steph Curry, and his wife, Aisha. Aisha. Yeah, Aisha? yeah, yeah. I, I yes, see. Aisha. I see a lot Aisha. of conversation. Here you go. I see a lot <laughs> of conversation online about her comments on the Red Table Talk. This is the show with Jada Pinkett yes. Smith. And I surmise, if I'm using the word right, surmise. Yes, you are. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Uh, that she said something along these lines about she was um, feeling a certain kind of way maybe some insecurities because she wasn't getting uh, the attention from other males. And I think she was saying that in context because her husband is getting, there are women that are just throwing themselves at him at times. And she was kind of saying like me being a 30 year old mother of three, you know, I'm not getting that type of attention from other men's other men. And, and that kind of, and I'm hoping I'm saying like that it kind of bothers her that made her feel like maybe there's something wrong with her. Um, oh, she's doing Elena Dunham. That's now I see why this. Whoa! <laughs> I get it now. Why is that Elena Dunham? Because Lena Dunham got upset because Odell Beckham Jr. would not was not throwing himself on her. Well, she's talking why about other men, not her husband. I don't know if that makes a difference, but I know. Yeah, so was Lena. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know who this other person. Is. Uh, you know, his. I can see why people have take issue with. I mean, one, we live in a time where people will voice these types of feelings in the public, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I know we put so much of ourselves out there. Uh, I would question. Well, here's the thing: if the husband is okay with it, then that's their house. And they, as a couple, agreed on it. I don't know if they had a conversation before she started talking about that on the Jada show. But it just seems a little interesting that your wife would get on a platform, public platform like that on Facebook, and share these types of comments, uh, you know, with the position and that they have out here publicly. You know, he's a star basketball player. You know, they're married and, you know, sometimes you want to keep the image of, you know, we got our stuff together. We're united. But then it's like, yo, your wife's saying like she's a little insecure or disturbed or whatever that people give you a lot of attention. Obviously, he's the, the star. He's a basketball player. He's in the public light. I guess she's in the public light as well. She's a cookbook author, right? Apparently some sort of TV host. I am not aware of these things. Mm-hmm. But obviously, he's a big deal I, I don't even follow sports and i hear about this guy and of course when you're shining you're going to attract attention that's par for the course you're his wife family and you're saying man i wish i could get some of that attention from other men is i can see the, how that could be problematic <laughs> could be like huh 
I don't have a problem with it as her husband. They'll, That's they'll what I'm saying. It. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they had that conversation beforehand. This is interesting. But, I mean, again, certain households are a different way. But it just seems it's a little interesting. Like, you wouldn't, like, let's see. I don't know if you would hear who would be another person. Uh, I wouldn't say Beyonce because she's a superstar. But, uh, you know, the wife of, shit, I don't know. Ooh, Even I, I got, I got go it. Ahead, I got go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> There was a baseball pitcher for the Cubs, I believe, a few years ago. His name was Chris Bryant. His wife did the same shit, and she went to the extreme with it. She would get in the press all the time, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me, and if you don't look at me, I'm going to do something. You know, a lot of people, and this is not a gender thing, a lot of people in relationships with high-profile people seem to think that that attention is theirs. And not the spouses, and that that can be a problem in a lot of cases. Yeah, just real quick, I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the 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 you want to have that DNA so bad, mm-hmm. right? But it's like, man, I don't want to say play your stay in your lane, no, but I'm no, like, stay, no, no, you're wrong. <laughs> no, you. But wrong. I'm like, yo, you are a wife to this man, and he's your husband. You don't. I mean, that's what you signed up for. He's the breadwinner. Like he let let him. He's doing his thing. I don't think he's the kind of guy that's out here acting a fool. Now again, can't put nothing past nobody. Isn't Stephen Curry the same guy? Was some some chick was on the sideline of the game looking at him like she was ready to bust a wide? Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so that kind of puts a little content. But I mean, come on. Like he didn't give her no play, as far as we know. He keeps it a buck, and he's a family man. I'd just be curious why you would air that out on a platform like I'm not getting attention from other men. Like, eh. I'm sure there will be a lot of women who would love to have a baller, good dude, basketball player, kind of seem like a square cat, which is good, family man, and they set. And wouldn't be like tripping about I'm not getting attention from these other niggas out here. (laughs) But I don't know, man. I don't. I don't want to judge her per se. I don't know a lot about it. But that's just my thoughts. Q Strong, what would you gonna say? Well, I googled Aisha Curry, and I got you know a lot of hits here. The first two, they're just like uh, synopses, I guess, of the links. It says Aisha Curry shares quote unquote insecurities about women quote unquote throwing themselves at her husband, and then the next story says. Aisha Curry admits a lack of male attention makes her wonder, is something wrong with me? So she's upset that other women are throwing themselves at her husband, and she's upset that other men aren't trying to get up on her? That's, ooh, she needs some counseling. Yeah, I mean, I guess, wow. Maybe these cats have respect for you? <laughs> like, they, like, I'm not going to disrespect you and your union with Steph. So, you know, I'm going to keep, you know, keep it uh, friendly. How you doing, sis? You know, I'm trying to shoot my shot. At you. I, I just, I don't know what, I'm not understanding what she means. And I don't know if she has like a Instagram thing or something. She's trying to get it. T- again, it's just sort of a weird sort of a thing for someone to say. Whether if, it, and if it was flipped and there was a man and he was married uh, that'd be like like Janet. Remember, Janet was married for many years, and we didn't really didn't really know that, right? To Renee, she didn't really hear Renee come out. Like if Renee would have came out and said, oh, "Man, everybody's 
trying to holler at Janet. The sisters ain't trying to holler at me. Like, huh? Like, bro, you good. <laughs> you ain't got to do shit. You got Janet Jackson. You got money. You're chilling. You got song writing credits on the album. <laughs> huh? So I just, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, what more do you need? You're married. You got a family. She's got her books out. But you, you tripping on, you're not getting attention from niggas. <laughs> and I'm sorry, my language, but. I, I don't know. Uh, and Pooh, what do you think? I have a completely different perspective on this. And I don't know where he's coming from. You know, first of all, this was a this was a conversation that was being led by Jada Pinkett. And regardless of how we may feel about it, these are her real feelings. We don't, we don't understand them, but at a certain point, we don't need to understand her feelings. It does take someone of grace. It does take someone to be in a whole different level to be married to an NBA ball player and the, the entire lifestyle that comes with it. Like she said, and I, you know, I listened to the part where she, I watched the part where she was talking, where this guy brought up because at the same time, that they, the know question what? was put back on Jada because Jada's married to Will Smith. So she's been, what, 20-plus years deep? Go ahead. Actually, let's take a, let's take a quick break. We're having some uh, technical issues here, and I know what it is. So one second. I'm going to do something here. Uh, it's on my end, right? No, it's on me, and I apologize. Uh, one second. I didn't realize I wasn't plugged in. I was doing Wi-Fi. And hopefully that kicked it. Can you guys still hear me? Yeah. All right, I think we're we're good now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, because this was a this was a larger discussion. There's Aisha Curry, um, Steph Curry's mother's there, uh, Steph Curry's sisters there, uh, Jada and their daughter Willow. So this is a larger discussion where they're talking about you know what it's like to be these wives to these uh, huge um, stars, and it came down to talking about. You know, she's seen. We we we've heard about the baller lifestyle. We know about the groupies that come around there. And I I mean I don't I don't care. You know, people are saying like, oh, you 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 know your role, play your position. That's all fine and well to say that from some nigga us niggas. <laughs> but until you in that position, you have no idea what it's like to For sure. play that position. For sure, you can say all in the world. Oh, I got. I'm married to this bomb dude. I got all this money. I got this lifestyle, this kid. But until you see, go on Instagram and see some thought in the crowd, make it, I will fuck you eyes at your husband. <laughs> you don't know how, how, what that is to go through that. It is it. So, I mean, I, I don't, I don't begrudge her for, you know, being on this show and, and expressing like, yeah, that does bother me. And to a certain extent, and she went on to say that, you know, now she's on child number three and, you know, her body's changed and it's been harder for her to snap back. Mm -hmm. And so there's some insecurities of, about that. She's dealt with postpartum uh, depression. And, you know, I, I, I totally get it because I'm going to go and y'all can, can climb me if y'all want. I don't give a fuck. Okay. okay. put it out there. Cool. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been in relationships. I've been in a relationship with some fine ass women. But when I went to fucking Kmart or Target Received. and there was a cutie 
working a cashier. It made I I got off on this chick was giving me was being flirtatious with me was letting me know that if I asked for the number I could get it. We are all human. We all got egos. Getting yes, it's great to be with that one that you feel that you were in tune with that that's your wife, your soulmate, and whatnot. But y'all niggas is lying. If y'all saying y'all wouldn't, y'all don't get off on some random bomb dime piece. Like, yo, Mike, hey, yeah, you that dude from the Prince podcast, right? Yeah, yeah, I be yeah, man, your voice be good. Big sexy. Oh, you big sexy. Oh, but see, damn. yeah, but see, that's not what she was kind of saying. <clears throat> you said actually, if yeah, you was, was that that'd be to say like if who was like a, a fine celebrity to you, example. Megan Good. Okay. Say you were with Megan Good. Mad Cats was... Now, the, the thing that she's saying is she's with the Megan Good. You would be with Megan Good and hella niggas is trying to run up on her all the time. And chicks wasn't trying to run up on you. Yeah. That's yeah, that's what yeah. she's saying. Not talking about there she's you not go. getting attention from people. She's saying it in comparison to her husband. Now... You're saying that you you're kind of saying that you would be with Mary, Megan Good, and you just would feel good if other women came up to you. Well, you said dying peace women, which is a whole other thing. That's not what she's talking about, though. She's talking about the, uh, you know what I'm saying. So I I don't know, man. Like again, I'm not taken away with how she feels about it. I, I guess I would almost ask the question: Is it more so an issue for Steph Curry? Is he's not really taking care of business at home where his wife is feeling that way? What's would that be a question you could ask too? See, but the thing is, is I mean, come on. You've been you've been married, right? Um, she was married. Uh, I know Mark is in a relationship. You know, good and y'all know good and well that you can do everything you can for your woman. That your woman can do everything that they can for you, but there still can be some insecurities in her. There still can be some insecurities sure. in you, right? So I mean, so to say, because because you made the comment about is Steph is Steph not taking care of home? I mean that. So that that might none of this might have anything to do with what Steph is doing or not doing. It has nothing to do with the groupies and Steph likes or not. You know, there are you have to look at the full context. So if if your wife is out there talking borderline crazy out there in the public, then you mean the man ain't got nothing to do with that? You're saying that, see, but I disagree with you saying this borderline crazy. I don't feel what she said was crazy at all. Well, I'm just saying, obviously the look of it triggers people to question her because why everybody there's so much backlash so when you're saying when your wife is out there saying things that obviously having a reaction they talk about your relationship you're saying that the man ain't got nothing to do with that like even like yo dude that's why i asked i don't know if she had a conversation with him before this happens and he knew what was going down he kind of co-signs it okay i agree let's let's have that you can put that out there. I, I just feel like when you're in, particularly when you're in positions like that in the public, you can't just be moving by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, because they know it's on playback on both of y'all. So that's, that's why, fair. That's why I'd be and like, I'm, it seemed like he would have had a conversation. Like, because you're about to put us on some, all we have to do here is get our checks. <laughs> and build our legacy. You about to open the door on some other shit. They ain't got nothing to do with our bottom line. But okay, cool. I'm a co-sign. That's what you see. What I'm saying? Like, how do they win from this? I just I don't understand. My, What's the win? She she's the one that opens the door on Bird Box and let the <laughs> let the disease come in. <laughs> I hear you. What I don't understand. 
what I don't understand is I, I get I completely I can co-sign her opening up saying she might feel a little insecure about women pushing up on her husband. That's kind of that's kind of makes her sympathetic. But where she loses me is that how come men aren't pushing up on me? That's what I that's what she loses me. Yeah. I mean, your man loves you. And as long as you trust him, that's all that should matter. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, man, and I get what she's... I mean, like you said, you, you said it well, Ample. It, it is the insecurity of it. I guess we're at a time where we, you know, maybe it would help some other people, this conversation. Maybe that was the point of doing this show. <clears throat> and I think that is the point of that show <clears throat> in of itself. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I, it's just an interesting thing. Like, maybe they're about helping people. And I, and I can ride with that. And you put yourself out there. So I, I get that aspect of it. And I guess you have to be ready for the backlash that could come from having these types of conversations. Because, again, we are just looking at it from the outside. And, and, we, and, and some of us are like, shit, I wish I was in that type of position. You know, but, again, you're right on one, on one hand, Ampu. I'm not in that position. I don't live that, you know, I'm not with the high profile person. But I tell you what I would do. Nigga, if I was with <laughs> whoever, I'd be like, I'm cool. Let them all holler at you. As long as you're coming home to me and, you know, our riches are growing, then keep running game. I'm cool. I'll be, I can be in the background. I don't need to be at none of it. I'll be at the crib putting in work. <laughs> the coldest meme I saw was they had a picture of Stedman and Oprah. It was like Stedman mm. been with this woman for thirty years. Yeah, he's in the cut. Man. Ain't got a ring. Ain't said shit. Ain't, he ain't oh, out here. I wish he would claim me. Uh, how come she don't be saying my name? Man, Stedman in the cut. Like shit. Let me get. I'm straight. You know, mentioning Stedman and Oprah. <laughs> makes it very clear, you know, this is all dependent on the people involved. In most relationships, there is <clears throat> always one quote-unquote star. That's just the way it is. Sometimes it's the guy, sometimes it's the female. But there is always one star. Now, the person who is not the star in that relationship, a lot of them are very comfortable, like Stedman, you know, just hanging in the background, playing their part, it's all good. But some people get in these relationships and the most glaring example I can think of are Tom Arnold when he was with Roseanne. He wasn't shit before he got Roseanne. He glommed onto her and tried to get his own name out there. Deion Sanders' first wife, same thing. She told Deion, I want to go on you know, Basketball Wires or whatever. He's like, you can go on a reality show or you can be my wife. What's it going to be? I'm going on the show. We're done. Hmm. So it all depends on the people involved. It really does. Well, I'm going to ask the question that's not really directly involved with what we're talking about. And I'm always the person that's, I'm the one that goes where no one has gone before. But I, I've never understood with Aisha and any other celebrity, she's talking about issues with her body. And maybe I'm simplifying this. Maybe I'm not understanding. But if I had the money or if I was tied to the money that she has, I would have I would be hiring every personal chef to help me eat right, the best personal trainers, 
it would I'd be the most in shape dude you'd ever seen if I had that kind of money. I I don't understand that. Well, I can't speak, you know, to a woman's situation. That's a whole woman or man. Woman or man. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, again, I, it's, but it is different though. You know, we're not we're not having children. Our bodies are not changing like that. Uh, so I can't speak yep. to it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I, all I can speak to as to to speak to the Steph Curry of it, and like he that he the man of the house. He's the the lead. So I'm just curious, like, but he I see he's came out with a statement, you know, supporting her as he should. Yep. Uh, but again, I can only surmise that this is he co-signs this conversation and this is the it's, you know they agree that, that this should be public so I you know at the end of the day all I can do is salute but hey that's then that's what they decided to do because he the you know I mean he the man so if, if, the, if the husband he said yeah that's that's cool then that's what it is you know so I've seen some people saying oh he's a, he's a beta male he should check his female who are talking oh, nah. you know, I'm not saying all that yeah I'd like to be that type of beta male <laughs> I can't say all that, but you know, it's just an interesting. It's an interesting thing. I think she does speak to a lot of women's feelings, though, about that type of stuff. But I, I just think that, man, when hopefully when you're in a relationship, though, one thing that can be toxic to it is that whole competition type of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, that's what I you know agree what I mean? with you. On. Can't have no comp. Yeah. The competition thing it can can just divide and destroy stuff, man. You really got to work on that type of thing because you know. You got to know who you're with and what their strengths are, what your strengths are. And you try to compare yourself, man or woman, to what the other person's doing. And that's where things can go awry, man. It's like, mm mm. You know? But uh, anyway, shout out to them. Like I said, man, I know a lot of sisters trade up with her or not. Man, it'd be straight. <laughs> so you don't get too. <laughs> no, I, I guess be, I'm be appreciative. <laughs> I'm telling myself a tad bit. Uh, I'm in this one Facebook group that's majority females. And it's, it's just kind of funny how they got triggered by this. One was like, you know what? I'm listening to Aisha Curry. And it got me thinking, why ain't nobody sliding in my DMs? And I was like, check are you wow. serious? So I posted a picture. Uh, I, I said, yo, you need to be careful what you wish for. Because you're going to open your DMs and it's going to look like this. And it was, a, uh, it was this dude who had a box of exploding dildos. <laughs> She was so I'm thinking like she's gonna be like, oh okay, yeah, you got a point. She was like, nah, I wish I get some dick pics. I was like, okay. So yeah, they out there. Mm-hmm. That's the baby crying. She can talk about dick pics. That's a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, big sexy. Yo. I see that uh, your comrade, uh, Chris Durden. Wait, flag on the play. <laughs> I can't roll with the boy, man. No. I see he has uh, stepped down uh, as the lawyer for Eric Holder in the, uh, I guess, murder trial of Nipsey Hussle. Trial, yes. Uh, amidst, uh, he's saying there was going to be a lot of threats against him and his family. Death threats. Uh, what's your take on that, man? Well, my take on it is pretty simple. Uh, when Christopher Darden stepped down, he did leave. Uh, he left with a parting thought. I'll give him that. 
you know, because people have been threatening him and apparently made some statements about his children, and that's just over the line. That's just unacceptable under any circumstance. Now, again, I've said it a thousand times. Everyone charged with a crime has the right to a zealous representation. But at the same time, it doesn't have to be me. Now, for Chris to have taken that case initially, to me, and I don't know the man, but to me, it just reeked of opportunism, him trying to be one of the high-profile dudes. And it's like, Chris, you remember remember how you got famous, man? Fucking up the OJ case. So I don't know if you want to do this. And then again, look at the case that he's trying to jump in on. You know, somebody who is pretty much, I don't want to say guilty because there's been no trial, but this, the evidence is real strong that this guy killed a community leader for no reason. And you want to side with that guy? Nah, man. It's not a good look anyway you slice it. Mm. So, you know, I... Oh, go ahead. I don't... <clears throat> maybe I'm reading more into... Maybe you're, I'm reading more into when you say he's siding with the... That Hello. guy. Yeah. He... Every every person is entitled to a vigorous defense. That's, I just said he's that. Just, he's just doing his job. Why has he got to be siding Again, with Again, he's doing his job, but no one is... He is not forced to do it. So when you advocate for someone, you're on their side. You're essentially arguing their side. Thus, he's siding with the guy. But if everyone had that attitude, then this person would not have a defense. That's not true at all. That is not true at all. This guy, first of all, again, end of the day, the public defender will give him a defense. Okay? And I worked in that office. A public public defender? Yes, a public I mean, they're leg- I mean, yeah, that. But you, okay. What? I don't what? Wanna, I wanna... No, go ahead. go ahead. What's your problem with the public defender now? I don't know if I have a problem, but when you when you have you have a public defender who's probably overworked, underpaid versus Chris Darden or someone like that, I think the difference is striking, don't you? Not necessarily, no. Because some PDs, again, I worked with some who are stone killers and they do it because they believe in what they do, you know? And again, just because a person, in fact, I have to tell people constantly, Oh man, I want a real lawyer, not a public defender. No, they're the same. They may have a bigger caseload. Yeah. But a lot of those cats are stone killers. So thinking that you're getting a substandard case or representation because you get a PD is ludicrous. That's ludicrous. You know, uh, Tariq, she asked a good question, though. He he was wondering, who was paying Chris Durden? See, Chris did it for the the exposure. That's, again, I'm guessing. I'm strictly speculating that he did it for the the exposure and for the news coverage. Mm. Because, you know, I I did a bank robbery case a couple of years ago for the same reason. I'm like, let me take this, you know, for the profile. And I did a good job on it and, you know, got the profile. So he was essentially clout chasing what you're saying, but it backfires because it came with all this other baggage, you know, the threats and stuff. Backfired horribly. Interesting. Well, I mean, hey. Yeah, it was going to be a tough one. As unfortunate, I think I I wouldn't want to see, you know, I, I saw somewhere his daughter, Chris Durden's daughter was saying online too like yeah you know 
they were threatening me and stuff and that, that's not cool no. but but you know that's the thing when you like you said some of these these are big cases and you're dealing with certain types of you know mentality and people and you gotta know what you're getting yourself into man like now, conversely, if you turn it around and in a situation where, you know, Mr. Hustle would still be with us and he was accused of something in a criminal sense and Chris Darden stepped in and said, you know what, I'm taking this case. Nipsey, your money's no good here. I'm taking this case because it's bullshit and you need representation. That would have been a better move, you know, to defend someone who I don't say is worthy, but defend someone in a more righteous stance than this one. And that would have been something better for his, you know, reputation. But jumping on this case with that guy, nah man. To not me, a good look. Yeah, it would be like uh I guess I don't know. I have to have this I guess would he be the would he jump up and be like, Oh, I'm gonna handle the Dylan Roof case? <laughs> like, eh? Exactly. It's, it's a murder, man. Like what he Well he deserves it, okay? Huh? Okay, yeah, true. Okay. You want that smoke? Mm. You know, because I've told people from the minute I get my bar card that unless I know 1,000% that, you know, a man is not guilty, and this has to be a personal relationship with the people that are involved, anybody accused of any sex crimes, I don't want to hear about it. I ain't involved. I'm not doing it. You know, I'm not doing it because I've been approached more than once. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people's representa- representation comes to me. Oh, you know how it is, Mark. You know, they got carried away. No, damn that. I'm not touching this. No. Take it somewhere else. But I'm thinking like the uh, the Boston Bombers, what, four years ago now? They had someone that defended them. Yeah. I'm sure their reputations were drug to the mud. Uh, you had, uh, I'm guessing, you had uh, the guy in Colorado during the dark night. He shot up the theater. The guy, uh, Dylan Roof, who shot up uh, the black church. They all had defendants. Well, I mean, it seems like to me, and I, maybe they did get drugged through the mud, but it seems like Chris Darden is getting unduly drugged through the, dragged through the mud. Why, I mean, I, is it racism? Why, why is it that? No, it's he, not racism. Chris Darden is in L.A., first of all. Yeah. And he was part of the O.J. prosecution. Right. So he kind of painted himself in that corner. And so now to come out as a defense lawyer, which is great, but to come out and defend someone who for no reason took out Nipsey Hussle, who was iconic in the community he's trying to be a part of, man, get out of here. That is not a good look. Again, the guy who is accused of this has the right to a defense. But Chris just jumped up too quick. I'll do it. I'll do it. No. It it would be the same smoke, and I'm not comparing these guys, but in terms of uh their impact and their public uh attraction to him if somebody had tried to assassinate uh Obama and it was and Christopher Durden said I'll I'll take the case you better believe there would be mad people coming at him looking at him crazy and he would probably have gotten threats over that yep that's the same type of thing when you somebody that's beloved by a certain amount, a large amount of people like that, whether you think they deserve it or not, the fact is that they are beloved by those people. Then, and you're in that area, you're you're gonna get that smoke. This is, and, and you're already a known person from a very large, one of the largest criminal cases of, of, of all time. 
Yeah, they're going to look at you crazy. Especially, and you're black. They're going to be like, what the hell? And that's yep. what happened. So it'd be the same way if somebody shot at Obama and uh, such and such. Uh, Chris, Dur- I'll, I'll take the case. Please. And, and Q, you'd be one of the first person to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, so stop it. Yes, no, stop uh-uh. it. I do. I do stop. believe in, well, I believe in the spirit of the law that everyone is entitled sure. to a to a defense. I, I mean, that's our constitution. Right. No, Q stands would be if, if Christopher Darden defended Dylan Roof, then he'd be like, what the fuck? That's what triggered Q. I would look at, I might look at a little bit more like, huh? See, but I'm like, okay. But go. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to judge the guy. I'm not going to say, why would you do that? Or why, why? I understand that he wants to take the case. Right, right. Well, when I, again, and I, and I agree with you, our, our rational mind is going to, is going to say, huh? And that'd be the end of it. But we wouldn't be surprised when there's unrational people there's crazy people out there who will take it to the extreme and do the death threats. You can't be surprised at the death threats. That's what I'm saying. If it was Obama or something, you wouldn't be surprised if people are, are threatening you. It's, it's the most, one of the most beloved people in, in our modern times. They're going to come for you. You have to know that getting involved. But I'm, uh, right, but I'm saying I wonder if, like I said, the people who defended uh, the Aurora killer, did they get death threats? The people who defended they the probably Boston- did. Bombers. But but they're not high profile people profile people, so you wouldn't hear about it, right? They're not. Do you know who's the, okay, tell me the name of the lawyers that got the case. Oh, I thought you were talking, talking about the defendants. No, I'm talking about the lawyers. That's no, what I'm talking about. They may not, they may yeah. not have been. Well that's what I'm saying. They're not high high profile, so we don't know. I imagine there was some smoke that comes from that. There's a those are horrible deaths where kids got killed. I'm sure I'm sure his own family was probably questioning, like, yo, are you you know what I mean? They're going to have those internal battles, but we're talking about high-profile people, so of course their shit is going to be public. And I think that, again, Durden took these as a clout chase. So off the top, he's doing it to get some attention. He got the attention he wasn't probably prepared for. Exactly. I mean, because has anybody heard about Christopher Darden since O.J. Simpson trial? Nobody. And the one time he comes, he, he steps out, he goes and defend. If, if you had just looked at the coverage, the most popular man in Los Angeles ever, if you just looked at the coverage. So, yeah, you're getting side eye for that. But, uh, okay. So now I'm trying to understand. He's high profile. He's high profile. You say he's high profile, not you, but I'm hearing he's high profile. But then I'm, then I'm hearing who's ever heard of Christopher Darden since the OJ trial. So then that indicates he's not high profile anymore. I'm not. Yeah, I think you got lost, but but obviously he is if he steps up into the public arena, which is what he did. You hadn't really heard from him because he stayed low key. But if he ever does something, particularly in regards to being a lawyer in a whole high profile case, and yet all trigger bills are gonna go off. Chris Dirt, huh? Everybody was like, huh? Chris Dirt, you talking about that Christopher Dirt doing this case? Yeah, all. That's why everybody was all in the news when he announced that. And I'm sure he knew this. There's a reason why he did this, right? But I'm just thinking, he probably wasn't prepared for what was coming for him. He misjudged it. He didn't see how crazy these people was going to get. And he don't want none of that smoke. So he said, let me stop. (laughs) I quit. 
You know, I, I wasn't. Really, I ain't about that life. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to clout chase, <laughs> and that's what happens sometimes when you're doing things for the wrong reason. Now, if he obviously believed in the court of the law and all that, he would be like, "I'm standing vigilant." And, yep. But but obviously that's not what his intentions were. He was there just to get some attention, and he got his attention. That's a bad look. I mean, it is a sure. bad look. That's why he quit. That's got that's I'm sure he's got money he could hire some kind of security. Probably, but he wasn't really in it for that's what I'm saying. He wasn't really in it for the right reasons anyway. So he like shit, I ain't taking my I ain't losing my life for this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the fuck the law. I'm cool. I got four new clients. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool in the gang. Oh, that's all right. And I, and in the cynical part of me would be like, that was his plan from the jump. I wasn't gonna never yeah, go to trial yeah. for this shit. I just wanted to get some clout and I'm out. I wasn't gonna go. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't being a lawyer for these niggas. Are you serious? <laughs> for super dirt. He's like, I put them in jail. Yeah, get them out. We all fucked <laughs> This is just nigga Pelican Bay. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I want to get to this last, well, last one here, but I want to get to this one. This is a hot topic during the week. Kim Kardashian. And uh, there was a story that came out that she helped get, uh, was it 17 people free? 17. Uh, these were convicts, I suppose. I don't know the details of these cases where these convicted, like, drug fell. I don't know what types of convicts these were or criminals or whatever, inmates, what their crimes were. But apparently she had gotten 17 people off. Uh, we've now seen that it was a whole network uh, organization it wasn't just Kim Kardashian obviously she's the figurehead that they used to, to put the story out there but there was these other black women attorneys that were a part of this and you know this is a business I, I will say this I think I think they are trying to position Kim Kardashian a certain type of way for a grander play uh, I just don't I say this because I, in my opinion, the Kardashians are very smart in terms of how they market themselves and how they promote certain things. And they're really about their paper. And I don't know if they're being positioned to be used as something else later. But I see that she's being more because before it used to be just about she would drop like a nude picture and get everybody's attention and just it would just be on that you know and building her brand but now it seems like they're really dealing with almost political types of maneuverings you know she's being positioned around trump sometimes uh she's being an advocate or use you know she's being shown as a person that can get people out of prison and different things i don't think that's just some happenstance thing that the media covers that as strong as they do I feel like they, she's being put in a position. Here's the, the super cynical be like, she's being put in a position so maybe next year she can really get out here and, and uh, knuckle down for Trump on the campaign train trail and show like we're getting things done. You know, I'm aligning with this situation. He's the first president that got these people free. My husband stands tall with them. We're rocking with, again, I could be totally wrong. But I don't think they just she's doing this for her brand. Like uh, the goodness of her heart, I can be absolutely wrong. That's just the way I see it, because I don't think they just be doing shit for no reason. 
you don't pull out a sex tech. You don't get ahead and sign a deal. Was it with Vivid or one of these companies? She got ahead of the sex tape to get the paper from it, not just let it leak. So she's very uh, shrewd business person. And all her moves have been pretty shrewd. So don't be just doing shit out of the goodness of this. It's to get that bag. And that's why they have so much money. So I'm curious with y'all. I know there's a big debate between Q and Ant over this whole thing of Kim Kardashian and stuff. But I'm curious, like, what do you, what do you guys think? Is, is Kim Kardashian the, actually the realest out there? Is she going to be the savior <laughs> for, for people? Or is I think something saves else a bit much. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's saving lives, apparently. You know, um, again, I, I'm of the, of the position that she is, you know, walking the walk. You know, she made a statement a few months ago about wanting to get into law, which is great. You know, that's great. And now she's using her resources and her, you know, fame to assist in getting people wrongfully locked up, getting them out. And no matter how you slice it, a lot of people can be cynical. Well, she did it to increase her brand. Okay. That might be true. But at the end of the day, 17 people who are wrongfully convicted are, are free now because partially of her involvement. And if her involvement can bring light to what the lawyers she's working with are doing, that's even better for everybody involved. Again, I can't hate on that. Okay. Okay. Q, what do you think, man? Uh, <clears throat> well, you know, I guess in an age where we have a reality president, reality TV president, I guess reality TV saviors are de rigueur now. Um, I don't respect Kim Kardashian very much because I know how she got her claim. I know how she got to where she is. Uh, if I had a daughter, I wouldn't respect her whatsoever. Because uh, I wouldn't want my daughter to model her as to how you can get to a place where you can help people. Uh, and I think there are other people who are better role models who have done more and freed more people than she has. And the two telling things that make me feel cynical about her was that she's looking to create a reality show out of this. Uh, what I, that's a report I saw on the in the chat. And she was shamed into stepping forward and starting to speak out and become active. So, I don't know. I mean, yes, it's just like when Trump released that one black woman. I can't remember her name. I'm like, that's great for her, but that doesn't change my opinion of the person. All right. Do you have respect for Janet Jackman? Janet Jackman? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to get to, I'm trying to see where you're going with that one. <laughs> I mean, she, she, she's good at what she does. <laughs> I was just throwing a Hail Mary shot. Uh, that's old school. But Janet Jack, Janet Jackman knows what she is. She stays in her lane. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, that makes no sense. Oh, okay. that was hilarious. She stays in her lane. She's not trying to go out here and act like she is the next coming or act like she is uh, some well, maybe she business is. mogul. I mean, if I saw Janet Jack me perfume line or hairline or clothing line, I'd be like, fuck out of here. 
do what you do best. Wow. That, that's that's okay. That makes a lot of sense. Hot. Oh, Lord. Lord. Uh, and pools. And I, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, for my distraction there. Sorry about that. I mean, I don't see how anyone could have any problem with this. You know, we always begrudge celebrities for not doing more with their platforms to help society, to help the communities. And then when one does, they're told to stay in their lane. That that to me just doesn't make any sense, regardless of how she came about doing this, which I mean, there's people who said she was shamed into this, but. Did anybody get a quote from her stating this? Did anybody, what do, what proof, what receipts do we have that the reason why she penned that letter talking about her black son and how she did not want him to grow up in a world where a police officer can get away with killing him? We're, we're, I mean, people are saying she was pushed into that. But as someone say, as Mike Tyson would say, I used, I heard people say that. Where's the proof of any of that? And at the end of the day, I think you're right, Mike. There probably is um, another play being made, another probably a long con. But I look at it as, okay, we want our celebrities to take more active roles in improving the lives of these communities. What is the problem? The, the two lawyers who are doing, who will work with the Burned Alive Project, they said, Kim has always been very clear in her role. It's the media that spins it around, not Kim. Mm. We do not care how the media is portraying it. That's what the media does. Who cares? Here's a key sentence. We need Kim's support and the support of anyone else who wants to join this fight. So if the people are doing the work and they're praising this person for helping and make bringing awareness i don't what is the problem and it's not i have to correct what joan said it's not a reality show she's working on a documentary like plenty of people who have causes like michael moore who has a cause when he did bowling for columbine as well as uh the what was the the fair the, the the one about the medical industry this is a documentary and at what point like i saw somebody says why would you have a problem with her producing a documentary that brings more light to the issue of all these people that are being in jail, that are serving life sentences and the work that these two black women are doing to get them free? Well, then let the black women be the face of the movement. Let let them be in the reality show. Let OK, him- well, the black women have been the face of this movement for years. And who heard about them? Well, I'm just saying How many I- were freed by them. They need. They clearly, as I'll quote again, we need Kim's support and the support of anyone else who wants to join this fight. They didn't have the support and didn't get as much inwards as they had till they got Kim Kardashian support and probably anyone, any other celebrity support that they would take. So that means, I guess, black people need white mommy and daddy all the time. <laughs> no, black okay. people need. Black people need funding and platforms for anyone. All right. So you'd rather them just stay in the, in the, in the joint queue? Is that what I'm hearing? I, I don't know where you heard that. I don't know where. You seem to have a problem with what I don't, I don't know what I said that would make. You seem to have a problem with her involvement. I don't know what I said that would make. You seem to have a problem with her involvement. 
I have a problem with Kim Kardashian. And I said, it's good that she, this is, these were the last words I said. I said, uh, for the people that got, were free, that's great for them. That doesn't mean I still don't have a problem. I still have a problem with the person. That, those are the last words I said. No, the last words you said were, I want to get to a place where we don't need white mommy and daddy to step in. I'm talking about when I was speaking. When I had <laughs> when I had the floor, those were my last words, which you should have keyed in on, and it would have abrogated the statement you just made. Abrogate. Is that right? That's correct. So you don't have a problem with her being involved? I do have I do have a problem with Kim Kardashian. I Thank think you. these two black women could possibly have done it on their own, or they should have been pushed out to the front much further, much earlier than now. That's so you're concerned about the optics and not the work. I'm concerned mm. about yeah, I'm concerned well, about the optics. Sure, I, I would also when add not the work. When have we not been concerned about the optics of uh, black and not the behind? work? When have we not been concerned about the optics of black people? Uh, having their uh, and not the work. You heard what I said. Two lawyers involved don't have a problem. Why should you? That's a good point. I've already answered your question. Well, I think it's it's an interesting thing. Right, right. Let me cut in real quick because I think it's both of you make a point, but the point that the lawyers said, well, we don't care about the media. Well, then maybe they actually do care about the media because without the media, I think that's the only reason why Kim Kardashian is important to this, right? It, it only gets play if her name is attached to it. But if you take right. her out of it, then they must care about the media because then it becomes a it's a it's a program that we've never heard of. So I think that's I think we're sort of in a place where unfortunately the media is only going to spotlight these types of stories when it does have some big celebrity attached to it, which is the power I guess of Kim Kardashian can help to it. So on, so on both sides, yeah. They can say they don't care about the media, but unfortunately, without the media, this would never be. We wouldn't even be talking about this, and they probably wouldn't I, even got the push, which is unfortunate. And I don't understand. I, I've said this before, right? Uh, in his lame duck session, Obama was talking about prison reform, but the Congress wasn't trying to hear him. Uh, Van Jones, uh, late last year and early this year, he's been talking about prison reform. So it's not like this. This hasn't been a topic. That's been. I mean, this is one of the platforms people are campaigning on. So to say no one knew about it until Kim was the face of it is, to use Big Sexy's word, ludicrous. Well, yeah, we're, we're and uh, maybe the, the, the we're slaves to the media because just of what you just said, we act brand new because Kim is involved. So now it becomes a larger story, right? Which I guess we're in that reality world environment where. Those people's uh, matter, you know. You know what I, mean? I, I believe I believe Jones was talking about what I said. Nobody knew about the stuff. I said nobody knew about the Buried Alive project and the work these two sisters were doing. Not about prison reform, but about their particular work, about but their I'm, particular organization. That's what I stated. It's a topic that is on that is now part of the. People are talking about it. So if you have a project that's involved with this topic that's going national, I find it hard to believe that people don't know who you are unless maybe you need to reexamine your marketing, your publicity. They got Kim Kardashian. How much more how much more reexamine of their marketing publicity do they need? But what I'm saying is they need it. They've been around for a long time. And it wasn't until Kim Kardashian put her face on it 
that they get some pub. I I because have, I don't understand that. Well, because Q, unfortunately, that's where we're at right now. It's the sad fact. Same reason why. The same reason why Trump is a president, because we're only responding to the actions of a. I'm not gonna call her a fool. I mean, because, but we're only dealing with the super celebrities. There could be all this work going on, but if it don't have the super celebrities on it, we don't pay attention to it, which is sad. Uh, and I'll take it a little further. There have been tons of work being done to try to combat police brutality. But until those sisters in Ferguson organized on a grassroots level and pushed out and got Black Lives Matter, nobody was hearing about the work that was being done in those communities. The si- until the sisters hmm? push for a Black Lives Matter, right? Is that what you just said? That's what I just said. With no celebrity attachment? Go on. No, there's been celebrities attached to that. No, but, but you said that these sisters pushed it out, right? That's right, yes. I didn't hear a celebrity name attached to them as they were pushing it out. Okay, you didn't. But what's what a celebrity, celebrity name that I... <laughs> yeah. We can go with D Ray. We can go with Tariq. We can go with D Ray was not Kim a celebrity. D Ray is not a celebrity. Stop. You're putting yes. these people yes. up on the same level as Kim Kardashian. He's, a, he's activist. No, no, no. Kim Kardashian helped promote them. She has. But I knew. I'm, when I'm, my point to you, since you brought up Black Lives Matter, is I had heard about Black Lives Matter. So I got to give Black Lives Matter proper on their publicity. I had heard about them without any fucking reality TV star being attached to them. How'd they do it? You can go ahead and Google their email <laughs> or you can tweet them <laughs> on Twitter and you can ask them how. I'm not sure why you brought them up. Is what I'm trying to get understand. All right. Oh, man. Well, I don't know if we're going to answer on that. It, and I was, again, as I said, I think it's unfortunate that without the superstardom component attached to a lot of these things, these stories are just they, they will wallow hey, in obscurity and when Mike. they do get the celebrity attachment it is seem like they make it seem like it's oh this is the big thing like it's never been happened before or something but my go ahead kind of like somebody telling me go and get the white dude to take the flyer in the whole foods <laughs> like well that? yeah it is like that it, it is exactly like that that's why i said it's unfortunate but that's where we at uh, again when you don't have your own power structure you're going to be at the whims of the people of the dominant society to do control things and 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 these got to be presented in a way that they feel comfortable with otherwise they ain't going to talk about it it's a simple fact um real quick wanted to jump over to uh your girl tiffany haddish what is uh, she doing oh, well God, this was man. uh what was this the I'm met trying to keep for but she keep fucking up the met gala oh uh, happened yeah. recently and uh she was made an appearance there. Uh, I actually, I actually haven't seen the footage because I just don't. I, I ain't, I'm not trying to watch all that kind of shit. But apparently, she came to the event uh, with <sighs> some homemade chicken in her bag. And y'all correct me they if I'm wrong. Fried chicken. Fried, fried chicken. chicken. And was like, "Who wants? Y'all want some wings?" No, I don't. Know. But you know, like. <laughs> She says she was. She looked like she was kind of dressed like a pimp or type of thing. And here's the thing, man. I I think Tiffany Haddish and the what was that movie called? What was the breakthrough movie? 
Girls Trip? Girls Trip. I thought that movie was hilarious. I thought she was hysterical in that movie. To me, that was her breakout. Like, who is this chick? Oh, oh, she's funny as hell. She was playing the loud mouth sister, you know. But she did it great. It was acting job. But my thing is, with my, I think what my issue is kind of being is she's taking the stick or the role that she played in that movie and that is like her thing is to be that in everything. The loud mouth. Oh, no, he that You know, that's very, that type of stereotypical way that I know they like to present black women sometimes. I can... I can salute her in Girl's Trip, but it almost seems like every role sort of has those characteristics in it that she plays, which one could argue, okay, well, she's just good at playing that role, but she's not playing a role at the Met Gala. That's her. So when she sort of plays into these stereotypical things that she plays as a character in movies, I kind of have a problem with that because now you're actually being... You're playing into that stereotype where you literally have fried chicken in your bag at a event. You're not playing in a movie or a TV show. So I'm questioning what, where does the cooning stop? I can understand you have to make moves in the movies and they, you know, they want you to play a certain type. But in your real life, you don't have to play that. And I'm hoping that's not how she is in her real life because that, to me, is not a good look. I don't understand how you can co-sign or justify any of that. I like Again, optics matter to me. You're going to a big event matters to me. You can dress in camp and all of that, but you don't have to do a double C. You don't have to camp in coon. And to me, that's borderline cooning. It's not really borderline. It's just cooning, man. Like, come on. You know how that's going to play. So I just, I, I actually have a problem with her doing that. I just think that she doesn't need to do that. And you don't want to get trapped in that type of role. Like, exactly. I'm sure the people that signed her check, they thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I, I know they think that's funny. But come on, man. It, it, it seemed like that would have been a perfect opportunity for her to flip the script and say, I can also come with this. Something. And it might have opened up more roles for her. You know, you know what I'm saying? Show the people something different, and it might be, oh, okay, this Tiffany Haddish. Okay, I mean, why? I, I'm I'm on board with what you're saying. It'd been just as bad if she pulled out some watermelon. Of course. <laughs> like, what? Come on, man. That, it ain't even fun. Like, ah, you show no, I sure got my chicken ball. <laughs> Now, I know we're getting signed. Ampu, give me some knowledge, Ampu. What am I missing here? What am I missing? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've worked a number of red carpets. I've walked a number of red carpets. I ain't brought no fucking fried chicken with me. I'm talking to the wrong one. When, uh, when I saw that, I just was like, Tiffany, come on now. You don't have to be the class clown all the time. You you don't, and it just didn't it just didn't make any sense what she was doing. I mean, a lot of people were saying, "You see, I'm on the mic." Seriously, dude, no, go away, go away, go away. It ain't that important. Bye. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, when you see her, I understand that is her shtick. That's how Damn, she no, got. I'm is burning. <laughs> it ain't that important. I'm, on I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You you done? You finished? I'm sorry. Or you done? Yeah, I'm I'm both. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get that. that's that's her act, but it's like at some point you don't like you said you don't want to get pigeonholed into those roles. Now I understand right now those checks are looking hella fat. Those checks keep coming in, but at some point there's going to come a time where they don't have the sassy black chick that act a fool in the in the film. They're gonna be like, okay, we've done that. We don't, we don't need it in this film. We don't need it in this film. We don't need your ass to to act, to do something dramatic, to do something com- really comedic, other than being the the, uh, the hood ghetto chick. And we saw on New Year's Eve when it came time for her to do some comedy, she got clowned off the stage. Mm. So maybe she's like, okay, this is my lane. I'm gonna stay in it. But it's like, all right, sis, you keep on staying in that lane. You not. It's not gonna take you nowhere. It's gonna go to a dead end street. So yeah, I saw that and was just like, damn, come on, man. Eddie, Eddie Murphy ain't did that shit. Richard, well, Richard probably would have done that shit, but he would have done it in a way to clown the white folks. So I can't I can't even say that. But come on, Monique ain't did that. Come on. Monique wasn't invited. <laughs> you know, the only big big sexy might appreciate this, because I I think he's a student of like uh 70s and 80s when we were growing up, but um I think like there are some actors I look at now. I'm like, it seems like once they took on a particular role, they held on to that role until they died. I think of, um, I know there's a lot more. I think of Larry Hagman from uh, I Dream of Genie. He was, you know, he portrayed a certain. He, he he did that role right, and I, as a kid, I had a certain picture of him. Then he went on to megastardom with Dallas as his countryfied, wealthy cowboy. And ever since that role, whenever you would see him, you you thought you were he he, he appeared as um, J.R. Ewing. He always had the cowboy hat on. And I'm like, as I was growing up, I was like, is that really who he was or something like that? So it's like it's weird. Some actors, they seem like once they hit a big role, they continue that persona into their real life. I can't think of any others, but I, I don't know if that's what she's what she's doing or Clayton Moore did that with the Lone Ranger. He was always wearing that silly mask long after the show went off the air, and the producers actually sued him and got an injunction to keep him from wearing the mask. Then he would just wear dark sunglasses. Uh, but the most glaring example is Jimmy J.J. Walker. He's been doing that same shtick since 1973. He's a conservative, isn't he? I thought he changed up. I have not seen any thing that says otherwise. And he with the old girl from uh, Fox, or what's her? Or what's that one white lady? Tommy, not Tommy Lauren. No, 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 no. Uh, the other one, uh, she's older. I could have sworn they was a couple. I know you're not saying Ann Coulter. Is that who I'm thinking? That's, is that who I'm thinking? No, no, it's the other. Yeah, is that who it was? Let, let, let's skinny, Google that. Skinny, bony chick who Ann was on Coulter? that roast. And Jimmy Walker. <laughs> That's a couple right there. Get the fuck out oh, of here. Oh, it says yes, Ann, Ann Coulter, Coulter again denies romance with Jimmy J.J. Walker. Uh, the hell she, I know uh, she does. But they got pictures together, man. They, you just Google them. Wow. I'm looking at them right now. Jimmy, smash. I'm not, in, I'm not in the, uh, I'm not in the character of judging men, but that is one <laughs> ugly brother, boy. 
That is hey. one ugly dude. JJ getting it in. I don't mind, boy. Yeah, she keeps that out. She keeps that far away. Yeah, she gonna keep denying that, but you know, but you and I know. You <laughs> saying he gonna play his position? Broke back mountain. Really is, man. Yeah, he playing his role, man. He's like, she's, like, broke back she, she's like, that ain't good for my brand, but I got you, daddy. <laughs> keep that under wrap. See, he ain't out here. See, he ain't out here like Aisha. He's in the back, chilling. Let like, Ann go ahead and get these alt right checks. And I'm gonna give her this big black. It's all like, right. Stop. <laughs> See, I thought you were talking about Janine Pirro. I was like, no, hell no, no way. But anyway, um, I mean, yeah, well, that's the thing. And, and what a comparison. So we're saying like she's doing like JJ Walker. It's not. It's not a good look. Like it's 2019. They're gonna get another Tiffany Haddish. Please believe. Like you're not, you know what I mean? Like, please, they gonna get it unless she can continue to keep raising the stakes of the cornery. They'll have a new nigga next year or the year. You know what I mean? Like, you're not gonna be in the game that long. But maybe she's like, let me get what I can get. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, shit, I'll I'll bring a bucket of chicken. That's what I'm gonna do. I just think the only thing comparing these other guys, none, you know, J.R. Ewing and all, they're not playing characters that are detrimental. To who they are as a person though like it ain't you know what i mean like they ain't looking like clowns jimmy walker after i don't know about that one well jimmy walker i mean again i don't know what else he's done after what's happened what was it uh good, good times. times what's happened but i mean he was he was buck dan you know low-key buck dancing on there and all that but it would be like if if gary coleman like if Gary Coleman, if he came to the Oscars or or Emmys with a bucket of chicken, we'd be like, "What the hell are you doing, man? Like, what you do? What you talking about, Willis? Okay, that's yeah, enough. You can stop right luck. there. But yeah. you would look real crazy if he had a bucket of chicken or or or, or any of these types of guys back then. And and she don't need to be doing that. It's 2019. There's no reason why you got to double down on it like that with a bucket of chicken. You know, and she know how that look. Can't be ignorant. Well, I thought it was funny. Stop it. You know that shit look crazy. She idolizes Tracy Morgan, so there you go. Yeah, but Tracy Morgan ain't cooning out to come on. Yeah, Tracy Morgan alone. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I said, she 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 can slow down on that. It's not it's not a good look, man. Can I um I have to say this. <laughs> I Googled uh Ann Coulter, Jimmy Walker. Mm-hmm. And a hell of a whole shitload of photos. I came told you, and images with them together. And I clicked on one, and goddamn, if it didn't take me to this this website called Stormfront.org. Every month is White History Month, White Pride Worldwide, and it says <laughs> she dated Jimmy Walker quite a bit, but it looks to be nothing more than a friendship. For what I can tell, she's not a mud shark. Told you. Wow. So you got to keep that on the this, low, man. The fact that this page even exists makes me want to punch somebody. Dino Mike. Smashing so the Jim games. Walker's on a white pride worldwide webpage. That's great. Hey. Fuck him. Damn, why you got to be mad at Jimmy? He just, <laughs> <laughs> he's just getting in them yams. He ain't got nothing to do with the political aspects of it. <laughs> wow. 
And Coulter know what's up. <laughs> hilarious. The fact that it's J.J. Walker is doubly hilarious, but salute to him. He, he's doing like you, Q. He's operating within to infiltrate. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's different. I'm going that alone. Let me stop. Um, anything I'm forgetting about? You know, I want to, <clears throat> I want to talk about uh, a little music news here. Ooh. And I am not familiar with this rapper named Logic. Uh, yeah. Oh, why do I know that? He's in a. He's yeah. He's got some news. What's up? Well, Mr. Logic has decided. Oh, yeah. He has a problem paying to clear samples, and the quote, which I will read verbatim, <clears throat> says, "Fuck sample clearance. Fuck clearing samples." Fuck people taking all a producer's money for not doing shit, and fuck companies that say no just cause. This hip-hop. I'm tired of replaying shit. Fuck the money. This why mixtapes was so good. Now, it, it appears looking deeper into this, young Mr. Logic had difficulty uh, you know, getting the source of songs on other people's records that he wanted to sample over. That's the game, man. If you can't figure it out, figure it out. But you're going to pay to get these people samples. It's that simple. Now, if you don't want to pay, <laughs> we'll see you in court and bring your checkbook. That's simple. Yep. Just another one of these young, butthurt, pussified young folks running around here think they're entitled to goddamn everything. That's all it is. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan or a hater. I know who he is. Uh, I just find it ironic that a white rapper would say this. <laughs> Complaining because you got to pay people because you want to use their music. Hilarious. That's all I'll say about it. Mm. But that sounds like some vulture talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just remind... Oh, go ahead, Ann. I don't know if you have something on Nah, nah. I, I just remember... Uh, uh, Charlemagne clowned him and gave him donkey of the day. I, I saw that. Yep. He earned it. Um, lastly, let me bring this up. And obviously, this is a larger conversation. I want to go into some Prince thing here, but I noticed this week there's been a big uh, conversation online <laughs> <laughs> about the uh, upcoming Sign of the Times uh, special edition, deluxe edition Blu ray that's coming out. I think it's like a German release. Not mistaken. Swiss. Swiss, okay. And they're going to have, what's well, cool, they're going to have the movie is being put on Blu ray. Um, but I think the big deal is that there's a documentary that is made that will be a part of this. And they're also going to have like a commentary with uh, Peach and Black podcast. Shout out to those guys. Um, Dr. Funkenberry is going to do a foreword. Shout out to him. And. Mm. Nah, I don't know what the mm, that's my guy. Shout out to him. Nah, I, no, no, I, 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 not there. I'm looking like, wait a minute, but oh no, we, the, yeah, keep going. Michael Dean ain't in it. Hey, I got nothing, nothing to do with it, and I don't have to have anything to do with it. But but the contention was some actually. A shout out to Stephanie, part of the podcast Juice family. Not Stephanie, Erica uh, brought this. Erica up. let that fuse. Yeah, she she did. Erica put did her thing. 
she asked the, basically was asking the question, you know, why isn't there any black representation or perspective, you know, in this project, uh, whether it be band members or, you know, fan commentators or what, what have you. And it was very interesting uh, back and forth with the actual director jumped in on Twitter. Uh, and then uh, another cat, uh, Scott Woods. Yeah. Um, he, he, he really got in and brought, broke a lot of things down. But, you know, my initial reaction after reading some of this, you know, it's, it was one of those types of things where I think the director kind of got in his feelings a little bit and maybe kind of triggered and was getting very defensive without actually like thinking about his responses first. And a lot of times when you just kind of go off the cuff like that and you're dealing with race and stuff, you can kind of expose or show some things that, you know, like, ah, you kind of making they, you making they point by your responses. And I wanted to get, ask you guys sort of what you thought about this uh, and I'm going to sort of gather my thoughts on this as I'm talking about it. And I gotta be, I'm going to be very careful what I say here because uh, I don't want to sway one way or the other. But, but Ampu, I, I saw that you you had even com- you commented on this on Twitter. And what were some of your thoughts about this whole thing? And what are your oh, thoughts God. on this release? I was like, God damn, why you went to me first? Because I done forgot what oh, I said. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did say something that this is what an ally looks like in regards yes, to Yes, uh, I was talking Erica. to Erica because, um, you know, w- there are things that, you know, minorities, um, oppressed groups are trying to, you know, to, to get over. And then you see someone from the dominant society, whether it be a white male or a white female, using their white privilege to shine a light on that. And I said, yes, this is what an ally looks like. She didn't, she didn't have to say, you know, black people need to be involved with this. And I, I know I've met her. She's a great person. But she did that. And it's like, yes, I had to applaud and tip my hat to her. But just overall, I just find it just such bullshit that they're saying that they reached out to the black members in the band and some of them just said no, or they was looking for money, which I don't, which I don't have a problem with those people saying, yo, what's the check looking like? Cause you're, they're selling the DVD. Now there might not be a lot of money in selling this DVD, but you ain't putting it out for free. So yeah, I have no problem with them saying, I'm not going to be on it. I'm sorry. I have no problem if what the directors can be believed in saying that the black people, which I just can't imagine only the black people said that, the fuck out of here, where's the check at? But even more so, like like Erica and like Kenisa was saying, you could have went to some black historian. You could have hit up Nelson George. You could have hit up Torre. You could have hit up, um, oh my God, Questlove. I'm sure he might have done something for free. I mean, he loves Prince. And then even to some of the black... Uh, podcasters, like I keep saying, the reason why I, I, I gave the grunt after you said Funkin' Bear, that was not a slight on him at all. I was just thinking like, how the fuck is Michael Dean not contacted? Not saying you would do it, but I'm just saying like, how are you not, how is he not contacted? You were known for having the longest running Prince themed podcast and you're not talked about and you're not talked to? Uh, Rodney, he's doing something. Prince's friend. I believe he's black. Please, yeah, I don't want to insult anyone. He's not contacted. So, but my thing was just like, Pleach and Black, 
were all white from Australia. Funky Berry, white person. You, you, they found them. They got them to participate. But the black people, the black fans, the black historians, the black podcasters, the black YouTubers. Yeah, it, it does come off funny style. All right, all right. Uh, big sexy man. What really got my attention about it was, like you said, the way the director responded to it. You know, he got real defensive and aggressive and was, I'm going to block you and all that. Like, dude, they ask you a question, a valid question, and you were dancing around it. Okay. You went to a few people. They said no. They wanted to get paid, whatever. But now hearing Ant talk, and I'm not a fan of Torrey by any leap of the imagination, but there's not a camera that fool hasn't loved. So they could have definitely talked to him or Nelson George. <clears throat> you know, and again, when they talked to fans, I'm not saying podcasters, I'm not saying people in the studio, and they could have talked to Dave Hampton, by the way. I'm saying just fans, they could have talked to some black fans too. Now, the only thing that I'm assuming, and I could be completely wrong, is that it was filmed completely on location over there in Switzerland, where they didn't have access to a lot of these people. Absent that, if the producers were here domestically and talking to, say, Funkenberry, and they couldn't reach out to anybody else, come on, man. That's a bad look. And then the way he handled it just made it even worse. In fact, the director's handling of it makes the whole thing look real suspect. He could handle this a lot better and address this in the manner that was presented to him by Erica, but he didn't do that. He showed his ass, and now his thing is all fucked up. He gets what he's going to get now. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, Q-Storm, I don't know. Did you want to... You have anything to well, we talked about it at length offline and uh everybody's pretty much said everything uh i i don't understand how you weren't contacted because um i mean i see you more, well maybe because i know you and I, I go to your site i don't see that much from prince.org or funkenberry or anything i'm seeing branding from podcast juice and prince podcast so it, it does seem strange anytime a director like, you know, I, I talk a lot of shit online. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I go back because <laughs> I'm opinionated, and I know this. But if I'm making real money, I'm not going to be spending my time <laughs> arguing with people. And I'm, if, I'm not going to be the director of a movie talking about, oh, I'm going to block you. and I, What? I mean, just give the people what they want every now and then. I mean, right is right. You know, I'm rambling, but Hell yeah. Uh, I, I'll say this. I, I, I don't... And this is not a, oh, why come Michael Dean? I don't need to be a part of any of them. That's, that's not the point. The thing about it is, with Prince, you can't deny who he was as a person, you know, as an entertainer, as a man. And that would mean you have to embrace everything about him. And one of the things I've, I was kind of saying is slightly before he died, but I was like, you know, one of the reasons we're going to do this podcast 
is of course we love Prince and, and the music and everything like that, but we want to make sure that our voice is right up there with along with all the other mainstream media and other people that sometimes dominate the conversation when they talk about uh, these black iconic type of dudes. And I'm saying that from the point of view, I, mean, I live in Seattle where Jimi Hendrix is from. And I saw how they made Jimmy this super big thing, which he should be. But I noticed that they wasn't really dealing with a lot of the people who really knew him, <laughs> like some of the black people. It was always sort of framed as he, it wasn't even like promoted to us, it seemed like. And I'm like, that just seems weird. He is a black man. He, he could not have just not been about race or, you know, it didn't matter. And when I got to meet people that grew up with him, that lived here, uh, had been around him, I was like, man, I need to get more appreciation for Jimi Hendrix. I, to me, it, it was marketed as something so foreign to me, you know, even though it was a black dude doing rock music and one of the best ever doing it, one of the best guitars. And I started thinking, I would never want them to see them do that with Prince. Like, I could easily see how they would just make him be like this rock god, and we're just going to deal with the music, and he was about, race didn't matter to Prince, and I, I'm like, eh, nah, we ain't going to let you do that. <laughs> because I remember when it was only us that fucked with Prince. You know, in the early 80s and all that, it was only ones that was even at the concerts and doing this thing. And as I started to meet people as we've been doing this podcast and stuff, I hear all these different types of stories and I was like, wow, I didn't know Prince was that. Uh, you know, people were saying not low-key, but dude was militant on some shit. I was like, oh, okay. So as I, the more I learned, I was just like, you know what, man, we got to make sure that we're a part of the conversation because whether it's uh, on purpose or they just don't be thinking about it, they'll leave us out of this shit. And that's not to say that they're doing this to, to on purpose do it, but sometimes they're just not aware. Or sometimes, and I've said, I had people tell me this off the record, like, man, I'm just uncomfortable to have those conversations about Prince. I, I don't, I'm not black and I don't never really deal in those situations. I, I just love the music. And I can respect that. But I'm like, well, that's cool. So now we have people who can have those conversations and maybe we can maybe we can make it so you don't seem so uncomfortable and may give all of us a greater awareness awareness of who Prince really was. He wasn't just some dude that was born and was magically talented. <laughs> you know, there was all of these things that went into making him the man that he was and all of that matters. You know, the, the racial politics of his city his family, mother, father, all of that go into it. He ain't just wake up one day and here I am. I'm ready to sing and dance for you. Nah, man, there's a, there a lot going on. And, and he told you there was a lot going on. You listen to his lyrics. So going back to the sign of the times thing, I think you have to have representation of that. It just You can't get away from Prince. Then To me, you're not dealing with the full person. And I think that Prince at that particular time optically right visually was pushing that like okay y'all know me to have this interracial band and we conquered the world and did our thing now i'm about to do this and it's gonna be a lot more of my people is gonna be in the band it's going in a different direction there's a reason for that you know just as there's a reason for when the revolution when he was like yo i want to have three brothers on stage dancing with me 
they're not the dopest dancers. And shout out to Wally. Because <laughs> that's my man. But I'm saying there's a reason why I want to have three black men up on stage with me. I want to switch it up a little bit. I'm, I'm going on some other shit. It wasn't just because they was dancing their ass off. <laughs> right? So to me, it matters. So the same reason that would matter and it transitions to this. Now I'm going to bring this sister on stage with me, Kat. I'm about to show, I'm about to do something. It ain't just for, you know, it ain't just because she looked cool. In my opinion, it's not. All of that stuff plays into it. So if you can't have somebody to speak on that, you're not really speaking on that entirety of that project, Sign of Times. That's, that's my opinion. Now, uh, do they have to? No, they don't have to do nothing. Uh, but... Unlike back in the days, we have social media. So when you put out something to the world, you can't be mad when the world has questions. <laughs> be like, uh, how come this is that way? You can't be mad if they ask you questions. You want my attention about it or you want the exactly. people's attention. So you have to be ready to answer those questions. And in a lot of ways now, it's all about what do you do in the face? It's not even adversity. It's just of Hey man, um, I got a question. How come this ain't on there? You can't. Be, oh well, uh -huh. you know that's just not the way to handle it. Just, so you know, I'm not gonna say what people should shouldn't do, but uh, Prince is a big thing, and you can't ignore any pieces of him, and you certainly can't ignore him as being a, a black man. And in 2019 and, and going forward. We're not, we're not going to let you ignore that. We're going to ask the questions. <laughs> you can block us or act like you don't see us talking, but we're going to be talking. That's just the way it is. Uh, we don't, there's, there's no gatekeepers, so you can't snuff our voices out. You can just turn your ears off, but we're going to ask the questions. So that's just the only thing I would say about it. I mean, you know, I, I'm curious to see this. Oh, I know what I don't want to talk about is, is when they say that band members or black people wanted money. And I'd be like, you're damn right. <laughs> Somebody getting paid off this project? You mean to tell me I was in the band immortalized on records and videos and y'all doing this and you want to make some content and you want me to be the content and I don't get to eat? Nah, it ain't happening, partner. So I salute. I'm not saying who did or whatever, but whatever band member was like, nah, cut me that check. I salute them for that because they the ones without them you ain't got no kind of then it's just a whole bunch of motherfuckers talking who wasn't there <laughs> in the same way Good point. <laughs> I, 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 and I say this as being the podcast where we interview people there's been times when I'll be thinking of certain oh this would be a cool project maybe I can get such and such on there but I'll be thinking like you know what we got to break bread because why are they going to come and give me all that shit for nothing? And I'm going to turn around and, and might flip it or something might monetize in some other way happens. And they not eating. But my shit is based off of them. So when you have a, a situation where historically our artists wasn't getting paid or didn't maybe didn't get what they probably should have. And now this is whole sort of cottage industry. And, and they about to be like, yeah, we about to put out this project. It ain't free. 
And then the people we want to be in the movie, though, but they ain't getting paid. That doesn't seem funny stuff. It'd be like, well, I'm making an Avengers movie. Well, listen, uh, Robert Downey Jr., you should just be happy we're going to put you in this movie. You don't need to be paid for <laughs> Like, huh? I need my bread, son. This whole thing is about me. So I, I, I'm not mad if the band members like, you know, what, what's that? What's the men's looking like? I, now, if they're making outrageous things, I need to get, I can understand that, but you, you should be able to sit at the table and say, okay, listen, we respect what you do for the culture, what you have done. Uh, shit, this thing is about you in some degree. Here, here's, here's what we can break you off. And if they say no at that point, well, then you keep it pushing. But I wouldn't be like, well, they just wanted some money and that's why they're not in it. Uh, hey, if you look at what are your prince, when will we be paid for the works we've done? That was his tease. <laughs> I've sat, I've sat in a room where Prince was going in on Paul Allen and certain people was like, they want me to play where the money at. I ain't playing Nathan. Uh, they want us to come over there after this concert and do another show over here at the such and such museum at the same museum where they got an exhibit on them right now and he looked at all of us and said but where the money going because they ain't saying nothing about paying me and I know that place don't run for free and, and Maceo was with him too and everybody said well Maceo was in the exhibit over there and he looked at Maceo like huh Maceo was like uh, uh. and what happened at the end of the night Prince didn't play a damn thing. They had a little dinner party. <laughs> he did a little tour walkthrough. Peace. So if that's how he got down, you can't be surprised if the band members get down the same way. That's the legacy. So you can't be mad at the fans or other people who will be like, how come they ain't in it and why is they there? It is, it is what it is, man. It's all about how you deal with it. To me, you should just have an honest conversation and be like, look, we just didn't think about that. Our bad. You know, we've been doing how we do. Exactly. And, and, all you, you know, need to do. Yeah, man. We're we, we, we sorry about that. You know what I'm saying? We'll we get y'all on the next run. Uh, we're going to keep it pushing and that's what it is. But you can't, you know, but if you come off, you're defensive and, you know, you just start playing in that same old little story. It's, it was funny to me. I just look at it and just like, I already know what that is. It's all good. Salute to Peach and Black. Salute to Funkenberry. Good opportunity. Keep it pushing, man. I, I'm not tripping about it because to me, we all got access to cameras and stuff. So we can do whatever. We can do our own thing. We don't have to deal with that. So I salute their project. But it, but was it funny style? Yeah. It is, but you know, hey, end of the day, I wish him success. I, I can't play the video no way because I, I don't have a region two player, so it don't make you me. That's the thing. I don't think it's like a lot of air it. over here anyway. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, you know, keep it pushing, but but anyway, that's just my thought on it. Uh, I'm sure I would hear back on this, but uh, it is what it is, man. You know, um, I, I want I want to see the real sign of the times special edition you know, break down if they do that one day. Like, I need that shit in 4K. That's what would get my attention. Damn, all that. Is it going to be in 4K? It's going to be, like, super high def. But uh, but anyway. Because to me, the standard right now is that Japanese Blu-ray. Exactly. I'm good with that. Yeah. yeah. Cool in the game. 
If somebody can top that, let's see it. So, but anyway, it is what it is. Salute to them. Um, I think we're going to wrap it up, man, unless there was something else I'm forgetting. Yeah, I, I have a question. Go ahead. I just happened to be on Facebook, and I saw what you posted up. About? What the fuck is this Loquisha bullshit? Oh, <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah, that's a movie. Andy Beach Soul Man. I said, leave Soul Man in the 90s. <laughs> really? How tone... This... This is the, it's the same <laughs> brought to you by the people who who made the document. I'm shooting shots. I'm just joking. That's some tone deaf filmmaking production right there. I, I can only think this is some low budget straight to streaming services type movie because you can't tell me this is something coming out in the theaters. Like, oh, no, no chance. You can tell by the lighting that it's got something <laughs> coming out in theaters. What was they got the brother in the dark? I mean, <laughs> throw a light on them. Really? And now you just remind me. Let me go over here. I, I'm I'm playfully. I gotta call somebody. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Playfully, I'm calling somebody out. I think Aunt Poo did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I posted that up. Somebody said, "I can't wait to see this. I gotta see this." Oh lord. I'm not gonna say my man's name because he's cool. But come on, bro. <laughs> why, why you gotta see this? No, you don't. You kind of expose yourself right there, Playboy. This movie is trash, man. It basically, what's the so the premise is? It looks like this, so a white guy was he trying to get in a radio or something? Yep. And he can't get the job. Somebody suggests he do a podcast. I, I I'm bewildered. But he creates a alter ego that he's going to be this stereotypical, loud mouth, sassy black woman. Ah, sassy. sassy. Oh, no, you didn't, girl. All of that. And hits this white dude doing this. And he's doing it as a, like he's a radio host doing this. This, I, 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 I saw this on Twitter and I, I can't wait. I know the internets are going to drag this man to the bottom depths of hell. And <laughs> 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 I almost want to think, I almost want to, I just hope this is a whole thing as a troll. Like, he did this on purpose to just get DNA because you can't possibly think this is cool. Like this trash. Ah, I mean, but the thing is, like, I, I'll say it right here. I, I liked the movie Soul Man. All right. I mean, I look at it now. It's probably horrible, but I did like it at the time. At, at the, the time. time. That's a, at the time. And it had a black cast in it that served a purpose twofold, not to say that it, it validated what the movie was about, but it showed what the it showed the pain that black people went through with this white guy pretending to be black. This one, like you said, I'm looking at your thing right now. It looks like this black guy is only in here. There's only one black person in the cast so far as I can see. Maybe there's a couple of black women at the beginning, but he's just the co-signing friend. Zaddy Productions. <laughs> Is this your king? Here's what they think about Loquisha. Damn. Wow. And it had to be Loquisha. They clown. I mean, it's, it's, it's clowning. I, I, I want to see an interview. I hope somebody gets him on an interview and like explain this shit to me. I make it make sense. I just, I, I don't understand it. 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 I, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this too. See, 
when I could be wrong, I, I you know I could be wrong. It's just I like to look at it this way. When Martin dressed up as Shanene and was acting a clown, I think part of that I could be wrong was that he was trying to show the real Shanene's. You might want to try something different. <laughs> I, 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 that's that what you much, you that's you want to think that? I know you want to like, but put this, a little good. This in. is this right here. Is what is it supposed to be? When a white person tries to tell black people they might want to think about something different, eh. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't go with you on that one. I know what you're trying to say. I, to me, this is this is how we see you. That's all I can see off of this. This is how I see you. So it, on one hand, I would say all of the questionable ratchetness sometimes that we do on the extreme this is how it plays out to them maybe because he might be thinking he's doing this in love or something like i'm embracing that little quisha you know you know what i'm saying like he may not think there's anything wrong with this because he's inundated with this type of stuff and that's what he pays attention to it's the same way he's probably the same one who thinks uh tiffany haddish is a comedic genius and did you see when she had the tr- the chicken? Oh. <laughs> you see, this is that world. Shaquan, why aren't you laughing? It's funny, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's, it's funny. Shaquan <laughs> probably doesn't probably doesn't really know anybody black unless they're cooned out. I don't know any black person would tell would not have told them, "Yo, what the fuck are you doing?" You can't do this, man. This shit is trash. What? Huh? Who's, you get you killed, who's man. paying for this? This is all right productions? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> ben Shapiro, executive producer? Who? My man thought, my man might drop his <laughs> name. Throwing, I, I, don't know, know, I don't know none of these names. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. I ain't mad at you. <laughs> I'm trying to run game here. Stop it, man. <laughs> I wonder if Chris Darden going to represent this fool when he the, the the one black dude in this movie Chris Darden wow. represent. He start getting them death threats. Look, Quisha, ain't this about a bitch? And then he posted. I see that the the director he actually he's slick with it. He posted a picture on Instagram with him and uh, Marlon Wayans talking about hashtag white girls. Wow, he, he ain't stupid. He's not stupid. <laughs> He's like, this is what y'all want, right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that that movie's woo, straight to streaming, boy. New on Netflix, just added. Look, <laughs> I don't think Netflix is taking. Netflix ain't touching that, man. <laughs> I would have said Stars, but Stars is gonna come up too. I don't know if they take it either. <laughs> on TV One, look, we <laughs> Why you got cloud TV one, man? Damn. TV one is Aaron Rock. Props uh, to TV one. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think this movie will be breaking any box office records. Pretty they sure. They got Go home health care provider Sherelle Pantil. I guess that's how you pronounce it. I laughed from the beginning to the end, all the way. Wow. They got reviews. Wow. <laughs> home health care provider. Oh, hey! 
babysitter. <laughs> Hilarious. Soccer moms. Yeah. Give it a thumbs up. Chip. Uh, you know what? I, I love it when all the white people that watch this go to their their few black friends and uh, try to discuss this and try to have a uh, thoughtful conversation. <laughs> I see some very uncomfortable conversations coming up at work. Hey, Tyrone, have you seen Lucretia? <laughs> <laughs> that's the Dave Chappelle skit with keeping it what's that skit Dave Chappelle with keeping it real goes wrong it's Terrence Harrison it was hilarious non-stop laughing through the whole thing you want to guess his occupation Bus drive janitor. Bus janitor. See, I think this whole thing is a troll that's this is the janitor who put bus driver review up there come on man they clowning I don't believe this is a real movie. <laughs> it can't be. Not, uh, come on, man. I'm looking at Mara Hall and Dwayne Perkins who are, and uh, Tierra Parker, who's supposedly in this movie. This better be a troll. Because <laughs> the black community ain't going to be fucking with y'all. I don't even... Are these people known? I haven't heard of these people. They no, are. but yeah. they, they won't be after this. I always work at the post op. Well, this is the same... This would be like uh, Hollywood Shuffle. This would have been the movie that they would have spoofed in their movie. Oh man, you got that job in that new movie? Yeah, LaQuisha. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, hey, can you be more jive ass? Um, this. Uh, <laughs> I mean, even even the uh, the image they used for the uh, trailer is offensive. The, the the white guy who looks confused and beset upon, and then the black woman looking the fool on either side of his ears. I mean. <laughs> And they they try to put like this official selection at the San Los Obispo Los International Los Films Film. Obispo Film. Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that wasn't involved. You know, I'm gonna look right now. <laughs> Probably was some damn pizza or taco shack in East LA somewhere on a projector. Style. I mean, San Luis Obispo isn't that like kind of like Watts or some shit like that? <laughs> The International Film Festival. Stop it. This guy's clowning. Wow. Watch okay. Variety Looking News. At their he, festival gets, page. he gets picked up for a series on NBC. But I'm sorry, go ahead. Looking at their page uh, for 2020 schedule. Ah, here we are 2019 films by category. Da 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 da. Documentary, no. Narrative, no. Narrative, they got a lot of films. So it's a real, uh, a real festival. But I, oh, yeah, this, this is a, it's definitely a real festival. Yeah. I do not see Loquisha here. Let me look is, one is, more is place. Is this, uh, the byproduct? And I say this because I respect this dude, but is this the byproduct of, uh, uh, what's my man? Uh, damn. Medea. Wow. Wow. Come on. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm reaching. I'm just asking the question. Like, of the years of these type, those types of movies, and then, man, there's a market for this. And we're like, yo, let's do LaQuisha. Get the scraps left off the table. Apparently, there was a screening December 12th. <coughs> wow. LaQuisha sneak peek. 
people. Like. I guess that's for people who couldn't get into Spider Man into the into the Spider Verse. Oh, wow. Now I, I know nothing about California, but I'm looking at. I did a map, a Google Map thing. San Luis Obispo looks like it's in, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's international. <laughs> They're saying it premiered at this year's uh, San Luis Obispo Film Festival back in March. Wow. There you go, man. Get on board. Wow. Uh, Q, you going to review this one on Q's Reviews? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I do. Well, hey. <laughs> I, I'm not going to pay for it. <laughs> I don't think anyone's paying for it. <laughs> Wow. If I see it on Netflix or HBO Go, <laughs> mm. that ain't gonna happen. <laughs> I could actually, actually, I could see this on Amazon Prime though. They be having some low budget movies if you start really scrolling through, boy. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, this is. Can I ask the? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm changing the subject, but I want to ask the two California residents here. I mean, I, you know, I find California fascinating. Uh, I would love to live out there at some point. I don't think I will. But when I think of California, I think of three spots, L.A., San Francisco, and when I say San Francisco, I mean the Bay Area, and I think of uh, San Diego. Is it, other than those three, those three areas, is California about anything? Is there any place else that, that about makes it worth living? <laughs> My question uh about anything well <clears throat> i mean is there any place worth else worth living <clears throat> if you want to be in the political hotbed you want to be here the sacramento and the state capital uh but aside from that all depends on what you want to do man now for me granted anything above sacramento up north ain't nothing but you know people growing weed so if that's what you're about, head on up that way. I got I, the first time I was out, not the first, second time I was out there. We flew into Anaheim. We I was doing a job there, and we flew. And then the other time I flew into Long Beach, and I just I hear I I read stories about where people are like, I'm moving. I can't wait to get out of Anaheim. I don't want to fuck with Long Beach, and I thought they looked nice because they're so close to L.A. Right? Aren't they about forty five minutes south of L.A.? Anthony? Uh, Long Beach is about 30. Anaheim's about 45 to an hour. All right. Fascinating conversation. <laughs> so, yeah, okay. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to get the West Coast folks to rep, but okay. <laughs> wow. Well, with that said... Okay, according to Shadow and Act, uh, it was not featured at the film festival. It was just recognized. <laughs> it, no, it wasn't involved. The guy's full of shit. It's not even mentioned on the page. I guess they'll have a lawsuit on that one. <laughs> I'm sure SLO will be like, hey, man. <laughs> uh, I do have uh, one film I want to recommend. I dropped it in the uh, Discord chat. It's called The Witch Part One, oh, yeah. The Subversion. Mm hmm. Y'all gotta watch that. Now, I will admit the first hour and 20 minutes is a lot of story, a lot of backstory uh, building up. It's a Korean film. Uh, South Koreans. Yes, yeah, South Korean. Uh, I saw a clip of this battle near the end, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. South Korea be 
on one with their uh, films and their choreography. It, uh, it's about this uh, young girl named Jayoon. <laughs> Apparently, she was an experiment gone wrong. People were thinking about X-23 from Logan. She puts that little, I'll say, girl <laughs> to shame. Hmm. She got telekinesis. She got super speed. She got super strength. And she's fucking crazy. So you put, yeah. Yes. So you put all that together with the fight scene. I highly recommend it. So they give you like the first hour. They're building up that, you know, she was this experiment. She doesn't know who her parents were. She's living with this older couple that are raising her as her own kids. And she decides, which is strange as fuck. Apparently she's in like this America's Got Talent or American Idol type thing. And she's getting all this notoriety. And then all of a sudden, all these Peep, these strange people start coming to her little small town saying like, oh yeah, I know you, John. You, you, you're just, just playing these games. Oh, I know who you are. Um, you don't remember this. You don't remember that. And she's like, I don't know who the fuck you are. So she's got some some dude with some scars coming because apparently he fucked her up <laughs> 10 years ago. He's after her. He got this young cat uh, that supposedly got some of her powers He's like, yeah, come join us. And then he's got the experiment, the experimental government group. They trying to bring her in because they want to duplicate what they did to her. And she's like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But when she taps into her power, shit. So I dropped it in the Discord chat. Y'all got to see it because she was lighting these fools up and it was dope as hell. Where'd you watch this at? It's on, first of all, it's on Netflix, oh, okay. but it's region locked. So you can't watch huh? it. Oh, <laughs> so how do I was like, uh, I found a, an online source called My Asian uh, TV or something like that. I can't think of it. And I just had to watch it online. I uh, streamcast it from my computer to my TV and just watched the whole thing. And it was bananas. My son was watching like, how did she do that? I'm like, she just got the power. That's all I can say. Interesting. And she was doing some gruesome shit too. She was breaking, breaking fools' arms, breaking necks. She was, she got the uh, gun went on her John Wick sniping. Fool. I was like, what, God, what is damn. this movie called again? I'm sorry, The Witch Part One: The okay, Subversion. They're supposed to be doing some more. There's a couple of witch movies. Here we go. There was one that came out in 2015, but that ain't what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, this is the one in 2018. 18. Okay, I see it here. Yeah, I'll drop it in the Discord chat again. The link to watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna check, but, I'm yeah. check this out. Check it out. Mike, uh, gotta watch it. Since we're talking about movies, there's a movie I heard about on uh Afro Nerd. Uh Daryl brought it up and it sounds interesting on Netflix called Wandering Earth. Have you heard of this? It sounds like it's right up your alley. No, I haven't. So from what I could tell, I'm planning on watching it. From what I could ascertain, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a Korean film too. Uh, or either Korean or Chinese, I forget. But apparently, the Earth is going off its axis, and so these this team of scientists create these uh, rockets or the, these turbines that they attach to the Earth, hmm. so that they can uh, pilot the Earth into an. It's like an apocalyptic type of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So they pilot the Earth into a proper, or I think it's that they try to find another sun. And I'm like, wow! I gotta check this I'm out. I'm looking you, at the trailer as you speak. Yeah, yeah this is on Netflix. It does look like something I would be interested in. <laughs> the reviews aren't that great, but it looks like it. I'm gonna check it out. They spent some money on this movie. I'll tell you that much. I really? like Laquisha. Yeah, this looks <laughs> like a big budget. 
sci-fi extravaganza here. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. The Wandering Earth, it's on Netflix. Uh, the 700 million, yeah, it made $700 million overseas. <laughs> I guess it is a big deal. $700 million? Yeah. <clears throat> so they'll, they'll be remaking it here. <laughs> that's yeah. what that's when you put James Cameron on a movie. Put him on that. Hilarious. Yeah, yeah, this is uh Yeah, I'm gonna check this out. It got to D plus on IndieWire, but I'm gonna still check it out. <laughs> mm. All right. Uh I think we are just about done here. Um and uh shout out to all the mothers. Mother's Day tomorrow as we record this. So I tell all mothers, I know some trash ass ones. <laughs> well, we're just gonna give yeah, them all respect tomorrow. Come on now, come on. Get your flowers and your cards together and your dinners. All those, all those uh, black mothers that be getting Father's Day cards. Shout out to y'all too. Oh God, it's Mother's Day. Stop. All right, <laughs> uh, we're about to get up out of here. Big sexy, where can they find you online? Well, let's see. We can be found at Facebook, Mark Wiggins, Instagram, Mark Wiggins 2, and Twitter, WSE Mark. All right. And Pooh. Twitter and Instagram. And then Pooh. I need the followers. I just lost another one. What's up with that? All right. That DNA is strong. No, just the A. <laughs> Stop that. Stop it. My bad. I'm going to ask, what does DNA stand for? <laughs> Dick and attention. Ah, damn! He he, he piped up quick on that one. <laughs> okay. As he should. As he should. That was uh, and, and that that was from Tommy Sotomayor. Yeah. yeah. Which I thought he was off of YouTube, but I just saw he's still on there. I just, I just don't see any of his stuff anymore. But he gets bounced off and on there so often. I'll tell you one thing: with the one video, he he still must be doing it big because he's in in another AKA struggle mansion, sitting in a. <laughs> Freaking luxurious pool in his house. I'm like, man, he's doing something right. Going in pain. But uh, anyway. Wow. <laughs> but he had, yeah. He, I'm, I, I mean, I, you didn't lie. <laughs> I mean, I, I ain't trying to shit on him, but like, man, no. Nah, but but he's in Phoenix where, you know, costs hey, is a little I, lower. Whatever he is, he looks like he's living his best life. I can't be mad at that. Um, all right. Uh, big uh, big Q Storm. Uh, you can find my ah damn my movie reviews <laughs> at real r e e l qstorm.com. You can find uh, a lot if you're into Star Trek. You can find a lot of Star Trek stuff with Big Sexy and me on uh, and Craig J on YouTube. Just search under Red Shirts a Star Trek podcast. You can find that on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter as well. And go to lwagarms.com. Tell me if I look like a threatening black man just because I'm holding a gun. Can we change the narrative, please, people? <laughs> Depends on who you ask, I guess. Some people may say you look like freedom fighter. You like the father holding a gun. Some say you like a thug. Hey, that video that you posted up, that I posted up uh, a couple days before, oh, yeah, yeah. it showed them two Bob getting go. it in. While we playing dominoes, twerking. <laughs> I, I know y'all was like, this is cute. I know this is this promotional video right here. Like, is this Elwag? 
<laughs> and no to and, and no, I've never taught anyone to shoot a gun out of a Prius. <laughs> Thank you. My yeah, Prius clarify. is bigger. My Prius is bigger too. Okay. <laughs> Still a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> they make the Prius I in a hatchback. We were trying to say something else, but we're gonna let that go. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. We did forget to mention one thing. Uh, there was a Star Wars reimagining of the Obi Wan oh. Darth Vader fight from A New Hope. Oh. Hands down, one of the greatest things I've seen in quite a long time. I was almost ready to cry. That's, that's how much of a punk, punk I was on that. Whoever made that little scene movie, they need to be hired by. Lucas Films, Disney, ASAP. That shit was bananas, man. Was, oh. And George Lucas, with his special edition, should be hanging his head in shame, because they outdid you. They out, they sunned you. They outdid you. Nah, I, I'm not I gonna say. Like, it. I didn't like how Obi Wan was getting his ass handed to him too, a little bit too much, but that shit was. It is. They didn't sun him. They just were working with different technology and. They took what he did and just upped it up, but they ain't create nothing. They ain't sun nobody. They just did a right. great ass job at it. That would be like saying, uh, "Well, no, I'm just saying." He, I mean, the fight was more, way more better. But again, no one was doing fights like that back then. So I mean, can't you know? No, what I'm saying is, if he was going to do the special editions where he added in when well, digital now, technology, yeah, when he did the special editions, he he should have touched up. That I'm not saying what he should have done, but it would have been nice if he would have done something with that fight scene. Yeah, but they didn't touch the fight scenes. Uh, but again, I can't remember. The special editions were done before Phantom Menace, weren't they? So they weren't fighting like that at that time. You know, it was only after Phantom Menace came out where everybody was like, oh, okay, the fight's got to be on some other shit. Well, I think, I think in Return of the Jedi, they were... Was it Return of the Jedi? Yeah, that, that labor... Labor... That lightsaber duel and the one in Empire Strikes Back. It was a lot more dynamic than what we saw in Star Wars. Right, but it was a progression of it, right? That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying, though, to go back and re-edit and re-actually do the fight scenes, they just weren't... The fighting that you see in this new one is obviously reminiscent of what happens in the prequels and ups the ante of see, I just, Jedi. I, 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 think the, I know what you're saying, and I know I have shaky ground I'm standing on, but those... Lightsaber duels were just boring to me. It was just, they seemed like they were pre choreographed. You move here, I move here. You, I didn't feel any consequence. I didn't feel any suspense. What they did in this thing, as they should, and I agree with you, as they should, as times have progressed, yeah, they would get better, but they would have never, he would have never had this fight scene choreographed like that if it had not been for what was in the prequels. That's my opinion. And I, and I I'm not saying that they're better than this. I'm just saying he would have never even thought to have them fight like that. Well, I guess what I'm saying, even in Empire and Return of the Jedi, though, if if they had just done that in Star Wars, I would have been happy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I disagree. But I, I guess, uh, what's his name? Alec Guinness, he was, I assume he was probably too old to... Oh, of course. I mean, he would be could... just as old as, was it Christopher... What's the guy who played Duco? Duco. Christopher Lee. No. Christopher, Christopher Lee. Lee was way old. And, and Palpatine. Those cats are hella old, but they had other people standing in on those. Just as they have with this, I mean, let's be clear. The the facial 
special effects was cheesy as fuck in here, <laughs> but the overall <laughs> presentation. They weren't that bad. Oh, they weren't that it, bad, it, They were, but I'm, but I'm saying the overall effect of it was so dope that I, I can look over that because I know that they don't have the budget to really pop it in like that, but everything else was so spectacular. That's not a bother to me. This is not a major motion picture, but I'm saying if they had the resources of LucasArts and they brought their talents to it, it would be freaking phenomenal, man. Now, I would say this. I know people would be would be protesting. Me personally, I want to see a reimagined special edition of the original movies done with today's sensibilities, like what you saw in this scene. I know some people will cry holy hell, but I'd say leave the regular movies as they are, but can we see one? I want to see the whole movie done like that. I just think it would be dope as fuck. With the act with the actors having their faces mo-capped on the, uh, or some, or even just the way it was edited, and they added little things to sort of speed it up and add more attention to it. I, it would be very interesting to see a, a whole movie done like that. Would be you know to me because I think there's parts where the movie slows down a little bit in the New Hope, and just done into days like I said, today's little things. So little things they could throw in there, like a real special edition that obviously was done from a fan's perspective, who really you know what I mean, who was like, this is the type of shit we want to see. As opposed to what Lucas was like, no, I want you to have more of a, a Jabba's Palace performance of the band. Like, we don't want to see that shit. We want to see, like, them getting it in and, 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 and accentuate some of the dope shit. Yeah, I don't need, I, I, I don't need to see uh, dinosaurs walking through the frame when the stormtroopers yeah. on chattel. Yes. Yeah, I don't need to see that. <laughs> or another musical number, you know, throwing <laughs> in. I mean, Lopty Neck was dope enough. I'm good with that. Yeah, it's like I'm looking at this uh, video again, and uh, yeah, I think the amazing part about it is is that they're taking the the footage and really blending it in with the new stuff. It it doesn't seem out of place. Yeah, it's almost like even, they, the, even the music, even the music is better, and, I, and that's sac that's sacrilege because John Williams is one of my seriously one of my childhood heroes, but you, the music even works. You know, to me, what this is is this is. Um, Actually, to me, this owes a lot to Rogue One, which is a movie I don't care for. But that Darth Vader scene at the end of it, to me, that's to me they took yep. that tone and they applied it to this. Like this is it's that same sort of it's it's edited and made for today. So Darth Vader would would have to be moving faster and you know fluider and stuff. And that's what this to me shows. Like wow, what if we had the Darth Vader that we saw at the end of Rogue One? And we saw him move like that in the original ones. It would be some shit, you know. Do you think Obi Wan got handled too easily, though? Um, no. I think so. Well, he was old, but I would say to me, I well, thought he did his thing. Years old. Say it again. Well, Yoda's that's true. 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 I don't know. If, I wouldn't say he got handled, but it really makes me, when I watch it again, I'm like, you know what? He let himself get beat. I mean, I already yeah, knew that. Yeah. But it really made yeah. me think of The Last Jedi. I was like, you know what? He gave himself to the Force. He disappeared just like Luke did. Yeah. Okay. Know. I can buy that. Yeah. And then on top of that, it's Darth Vader. Yeah, but shit, that's Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan whooped his ass before. That's, <laughs> that's true. But I mean, you got to take into account that, okay, this is a, uh, a more matured. Darth Vader, who's in tune with the dark side. Yeah, well, see, that to me personally, I think Obi Wan lets him win. He, he to me, yeah. to me, he's doing Doctor Strange. 
you know, I, I see the end game. I see how this is going to play out. I'm going to take yeah. the fall because the, the greater glory is later. So this ain't nothing. Yeah. You know? I guess, you know, Mike, what it, you know what it did for me? And I'm not trying to be controversial here. <laughs> what it did for... Who was that parrot? What was that parrot? <laughs> what it did for me was it, it made me feel sad for what Star Wars has become. Because, hmm. you know, you got Star Wars versus Star Trek. I'm fully Star Trek now, except for Discovery. I'm fully Star Trek now because Star Wars is not what it was. And watching this, it just left an ache. In my heart, like, see, somebody still remembers what Star... This is someone who loved Star Wars doing this. I, I'm assuming they didn't get paid to do it. I could be wrong. But you could tell it's someone that loved Star Wars. They weren't trying to... I don't have an... I don't care about... I don't mind agendas. If you have an agenda, great. But it didn't drive the... the, the it didn't drive the narrative. It didn't drive the love of why they were doing it. So that a lot of it was needless like a whole 20 minute scene with the African American actor and the Asian actor on some planet that nobody cares about. Okay. That's what this thing did for me. That, that's one of the dopest things about it. It reminded me of what star Wars used to be and why I would get excited when I would sit down in my seat and hear the, the drum beat and those words would come up. That's what this mainly did for me. Okay. I mean, A New Hope is a dope movie, so yeah. <laughs> Remind you that it's dope. I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, I personally have no problems with where Star Wars is. The, the, the Skywalker part of it, I'm not good. I'm good on Solo and all that. But I want to see what the next one is. I'm super excited. Uh, I liked Force Awakens. I think that's a dope movie. Uh, the Last Jedi was cool. But again, even a lukewarm sort of Star Wars movie, it's just one movie. I still have a lot of faith that they're going to knock it out the park. It's, to me, even, I would say even Rogue One, which I don't, no, I would say Solo, which I, I kind of hate. I still would say, just because you brought it up, is better than majority of all the Star Trek movies, in my opinion, but. Wow. What? But but that's just I'm a star I'm a Star Wars guy. That's how I'm supposed to say that. Gosh. <clears throat> but you know. that, Mike, that hurt that hurt me, Mike. <laughs> Why you that ain't really, nigga, you ain't part of the legacy. You ain't, you ain't getting no checks from Roddenberry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't getting no checks from, <laughs> <laughs> no checks from Kathleen. Yeah, so you ain't gonna hurt me when you say oh man, that hurt me. Shit, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing with you. All right. We just went on a little tangent there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please check us out on podcastjuice.net. All my YouTube people, this is the first one we have posted on the YouTube page. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, this is what we do every week for the most part. So if you haven't already, go on to iTunes or to Stitcher Radio or Google Podcasts and search Podcast Juice. Subscribe. Uh, so that we can stay with you the, through the whole week. And uh, as I always say, work it like a job. We'll see you next time. Peace.